0: He basically he tried to say something like Black folks Was When they come to Asian stores They don't pay and all this kind of Bullshit and I'm like Wait a minute nigga Yo ass done jumped into A black You done jumped into a A, a, a predominantly First of all You done jumped into hip hop which is a foundation of music right off the rip so i mean i'm gonna find the audio I, I never sent
1: it to you before but you know like well there's a couple things you gotta take into account with china mac first thing is his gang affiliation is in the asian side mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they ain't even gang banging with blacks they gang banging against other asians so his only interaction with like niggas was like in prison you know that makes it worse. Thing, yeah, another thing is like he's not a rapper. I've never heard that man spit a bar. <laughs> he's not a. He's just like he's got a. He's a. He's a, a personality like them Asian, them Asian gangs and the Chinese gangs and the and Spanish gangs. It's hard to really gouge them because they taking the foundational swag. Right, but it's they, weird. You know, But they ain't got nothing to really do with it But you also gotta take into account He is Asian So If if Charleston White's coming at him About something about why Asian's getting this He's gonna defend his race so But he, he handled it the wrong way He so should he, just be like, you know what Foundationals do deserve that
0: He's he's coming at sure. it from a he, he's, he, he, You gotta see It, it was kind of funny actually when I listened to it But he was saying that, you know y'all are mad at me because you you mad at us because you ain't getting extra duck sauce in your restaurants. And I'm like, hold on. And you know, the Backland podcast got to speak on it. No, nah, wait a minute. We done built up half of y'all damn businesses, you being in black neighborhoods. Let's not do that. Let's not, you really don't want to go there with me on that. See, a lot of folks right. ain't bringing that up. But th- this is what Charleston has something to say. And I agree 110%. He ha- he's had a lot of very inflammatory things that he said. But this, I agree with this 110%. And then we're gonna go into Takashi, cause this, he's been waiting on this for a minute.
2: You spoke out on it in a lot of- You people. hear it? Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like they didn't care about if he said it or not, they, they were don't more give focused a damn. on your message. They more focused on my message. That's how I
3: know nigga. they ain't, they ain't my people, homie. Black people so motherfucking lost, nigga. we'll suck the white boy dick, we'll suck the Jew dick. We suck the Italian dick. We suck everybody dick, nigga. we kiss everybody ass we don't protect the black woman we don't protect the black children nigga. we was supposed to ride for Tamir Rice Fuck George Floyd we supposed to still be dying behind Tamir Rice nigga.
0: now that Tamir Rice one hit me different you know why Tamir wasn't doing nothing wrong he was a kid playing with a you know a fake gun the 911 caller told the race soldier and remember what I told you before we talked about this and we talk about this a lot I said the new assassinations is going to be black children, black children, um, and the and the ages are going to go lower and lower. Remember when we were talking about how um they're going to go from the adults, the black men, to the women, to the teenagers, to the adolescents. And eventually in, in, in until people stop shut the shit down, I hate to say it, I, I, I couldn't put it past the race soldiers to uh start 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 getting at toddlers.
4: Oh yeah. I mean it, it's, it, coming. It,
0: it's gonna have to get to the point where folks gonna have to shut that shit down. Because they're like, Okay, y'all ain't doing y'all ain't gonna do nothing about these adults. You ain't gonna do nothing about Tamir Rice. Okay, we just gonna keep it going white supremacy is based on <clears throat> let me give the black man the unmost unfairest deal and we'll get into that in a minute but that, ti- that that Tamir Rice thing man they didn't even give him a warning what happened to Floyd that that wasn't it wasn't just because it was George Floyd and some people get it mixed up they were like well it was one of the worst ones no it wasn't Emmett Till was one of the worst ones they lynch Floyd on camera. The difference, right. the difference between Floyd and Tamir Rice was, Floyd had, Floyd had. I, I, I'll, I'll say that he had he had been given some opportunity to. Hey man, get in the car. So if he's some. tripping. Or if he's hiding, he's head.
1: given a whole lot of opportunity to get in the car. He
0: told him to get in the car. They told him a million times. Tamir Rice wasn't even given the opportunity to get in the car. So Charleston feels a certain way about that. I agree. It's like when the race soldiers pulled up, they just killed Tamir. They just right. killed him. They that, that was that was an a state sanctioned execution. What I mean by that is, for, for folks listening, a state sanctioned execution, which means it was ordered by the state. Now some people would disagree with me. They would say, "Well, you know, nobody told him to go do that." Remember what you told me about the other thing? What did they tell the 911 caller? The 911 caller mm-hmm. said this kid probably is a fake toy gun. That, was, that yeah. was that's what that was what came over over that phone line, right? So mm-hmm. Tamir wasn't given a chance at all, and race soldiers don't usually always get fired. They get transferred. So he got transferred to another department. He had already, prior in his history, he really wasn't supposed to be a cop at all. He had already did a bunch of a bunch of foul stuff before he got on Ohio force. So we'll keep, keep the Ohio going. Or I mean we'll keep the audio going.
3: White folks will still be dying behind Tamir Rice, nigga. These niggas go on with their motherfucking life, nigga, cause they ain't willing to die, kill, and go to jail for the race, nigga. But they'll kill you for your tennis shoes, they'll kill me for saying fuck DMX, they'll kill me for saying fuck China Mac, and China Mac saying nigga, China Mac threatened me publicly, but they mad at me for my response, but he get to threaten me publicly, man, fuck these new race of black people, nigga, we come from Texas, that's why I put this shirt on, Texas nigga, it's a Texas nigga nation. We don't fuck with Houston. We don't fuck with Dallas. Nigga, these niggas, we come out of Fort Worth, Texas, nigga, and I do what I have been doing for 10 years. Ain't now another nigga ever came and helped me. Wasn't no nigga with me when this little boy came home from the juvenile facility, my nigga. But it was plenty niggas on camera with me. It was plenty celebrities on camera with me. But wasn't no nigga with me when we came here to get him clothes and shoes. I represent a nation called niggas. Our grandmothers were slaves. I come from the White Sloan Plantation. That's where I get my last name from. I trace my lineage back to slavery. I'm nigga. I ain't black, I ain't African American, I'm nigga. And I don't want to be nothing else but nigga. And this word should be on the wall, nigga. And don't no Chinese boy get to use it. Don't no Mexican get to use it. They don't know nothing about them people that was called niggas and they laugh at them. They think nigga mean ignorant. They don't know them people didn't give a damn about reading that white boy's word because that white boy's word didn't mean nothing. Well, they can grow food on their own. They knew how to process chickens. They knew how... Now,
0: what he's talking about, a lot of people don't understand what he's talking about. Before integration, even after slavery, during slavery and after slavery, during Reconstruction, when we were going to school you remember at south high when we were going to school they made it seem every time around black history what did they tell us king they didn't they rarely mentioned malcolm if at all king abraham lincoln oh y'all were free and uh, a change gonna come a change gonna come they they made it seem almost like when niggas was left off the plantation everything was hunky-dory and you just, you just had everything going on for you. And it's like, no, they black folks had to fight off the plantation. And then when they got off the plantation and they started to cut their literacy in half, I talk about this. I probably said this on this podcast a thousand times. They cut their literacy in half in less than 20. They cut their liter- their literacy, their illiteracy in half, um, in less than 30 years on their very own and built up their own enterprises. Tulsa, Oklahoma, it wasn't just Tulsa. North Carolina, and Minnesota, everywhere. Across this whole country, black folks had that shit popping. Even while the little even while the little dusty clan rednecks was sitting up there talking about they don't know how to play a piano, niggas was out here building they are we already built America from scratch, but they was rebuilding their own little segregated America, which was doing pretty damn good. That that's what he's talking about. So the concern wasn't, okay, well, this man's book here, well, damn it, I got me some acres. It's not my 40 acres, but damn it, I know how to grow food. I know how to build a house because I built it before. You see what I'm saying? That's what he's talking about.
3: How to kill pigs and process pork. The white boy didn't know how to do that. The white boy didn't know how to build a motherfucking thing when he got here. Them niggas built this country. And the Chinese didn't go through what the niggas went through. So now, can't no motherfucking slant-eyed, booty face motherfucker speak for the nigga and use that word and get to, don't nobody say nothing? Nigga, we still got my grandmama, 81 years old. You think she want to hear a motherfucking Mexican hollering here, nigga? And them folks was hung. Them people was hung, homie. They couldn't even talk back to the white boy. They couldn't even look up at him and make eye contact with him. You think them Chinese motherfuckers get to use that word and I don't get mad? Man, fuck every nigga mad at me by saying something to that motherfucking Chinese motherfucker, homie. And I mean that. And I'll be in Houston this week and I dare motherfucker fuck with me by what I'm standing on, nigga. And you a nigga? You a nigga fit to fuck with me by the Chinese motherfucker? Nigga, you a burning hell.
2: You think, especially in this generation.
3: Now,
0: when he was saying, well, they, we built the nation, yes built the nation and under Jim Crow quasi-slavery under Jim Crow and, and I'm, I'm leading into this. There, there, this this is important what I'm leading into Jim Crow quasi-slavery created all the music created jazz pretty much and that's what I was telling you the other day that the foundation was a it's it's a unique it's the unique American experience. It is the unique it is the American experience because when the race soldiers when they took those six percent of black folks from Africa dropped majority of them off in the Caribbean and Brazil, a lot of people they didn't teach that us they didn't teach uh, us that in school as well. This uh, around about the six percent that came over here, they were totally stripped of pretty much everything. Like, if I wanted to go back and try to figure out who was who, beyond the 1700s, bro, I mean, I could probably go as far as back in 1800. It's, 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 I might be able to go to 17. Pretty much nine times out of 10, I probably wouldn't be able to go too far. Because a lot of those old countries, you got to think, even the word Africa, that ain't the real name. Some white man named it. So there's different countries that don't exist anymore so i really wouldn't be able to really find too much now if i was from a place like where your folks from like air or something i probably would be able to do it that's what was very unique about neighborhood nip he could probably go back home and directly go back to his descendants Cause he was a foundational too, but his dad, he was half foundational. No, he was half and half. His dad was his dad was from the motherland. But even if still, when we were young, I remember seeing like I remember seeing those little commercials and they would show the African kids and they be broke and they ain't got no money and they be in these little dusty ass shanty towns. And I was a kid, and I was like, wait a minute. as a kid when i used to see that and i always see a white dude talking about sending them some money and i'm like hold on where is that money going because i don't believe that you know a lot of a lot of young black kids we used to a lot of times we used to look at africa as like okay the motherland we probably would never end up going but we used to always think of it as like a mystical place like um a, like a we would hide we would hold that continent uh, um towards like on almost mystical legendary regard you see what i'm saying um we used to hear Nas talk about Holly selassie i didn't really know too much about him but we used to always hear him speak to speak speak to them of high reverence when we used to learn about a lot of african kings shaka zulu we used to look at them as almost not godlike but like superheroes almost you see what i'm saying so when you hear somebody that you say okay well yeah i only met blacks in prison so you met the lower rings of society you've met us at our worst so your your standard is china mac is you look at niggas as well these criminal ass gang banging crack slanging shoot them up niggas that's how you look at us from, from from the street perspective. Okay, I understand you're coming from the streets, but that's how you look at us. Hurry up and buy. Y'all is tripping because you ain't getting no extra duck sauce and you're not paying for your nails. Do you know it put it like this? When he said that, that's how he had got him out of his feelings. And I'm I'm so glad that Charleston got on his ass to make him feel a certain way because that's what he really felt like. Hey, you niggas just come in here, you hurry up and buy. You don't pay for your nails and this that, and the third. You want some extra duck sauce. Charleston white fans. That's what y'all want. No, you wasn't talking to Charleston white fans. You was talking to foundationals because we're the only people that really shop with y'all. We're the only people with your economic base. We built. And you know what? Nobody was really tripping. And to be honest, you can't name a Frederick Douglass frederick Douglass in the 1800s was standing up for the chinese folk a lot of people don't know that i said no we i said let me call up Solomon." i said we gonna get the we gonna have to do some straightening oh we gonna have to do some straightening because you got folks now that then got they done got way besides they so we done our our folks done gave way too damn much for y'all to be be sitting up here trying to say well hey well, you're not getting extra duck sauce or whatever. So a couple of niggas, a few niggas went up in your restaurant and wanted some extra duck sauce that didn't pay for your nails. How many black people around, across this entire nation helped build up a lot of the Asian economic enterprise when it comes to them being in the store? So then he tried, to, he tried to pivot. He tried to clean it up later. He said, well, we're not the ones that put y'all in jail and we ain't the ones that had y'all on the plantation. It is that he tried to really clean it up towards the end and try to make it on some well you know we all need to come together and all this no 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 you too it's too late you done said something slick you look at black people specifically foundational black americans you look at us as well yeah i did this some time in in rikers and this that is so so i i've been around these guys and if you look at a lot of the videos he's with with asian dudes and you look at some of the brothers of these around yeah these are dudes from the street that you looking around but You haven't, you haven't really mentioned, you haven't really mentioned black folks from the, like the Cosby's or Rosewood or, um, 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 uh, give me another, you know, like you, 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 you haven't, you haven't, um, like, have you ever seen Crooklyn, Spike, the Spike Lee joint? You haven't mentioned good, decent black folk. You're looking at niggas from the standpoint of just criminal felony niggas, shoe program, maximum security niggas. And that's bullshit. And I'm glad Charleston call called it out. I'm gonna keep going for a little bit. Then we're gonna get into the we're, we're gonna get to the real nitty-gritty of what I want to point out.
3: Fuck this generation. Nah, this generation is a homosexual generation. I don't wanna care nothing about this
2: generation. But to my point, what I'm where I'm getting to is that people people are. Fair go use, to bat YouTube, fair use. People that look rich or or they feel as though can do more for them at the time. He has has all this the the chains and the glitz and glamours and the, the cars and he ain't done they, nothing for it. He taking but, but, money. but people feel as though he could benefit them more than you can so i'm gonna go i'm on his side because i could benefit from him before i could benefit from charleston White. Oh uh, well they gave y'all coronavirus so keep
3: going over there and getting coronavirus from them people they make the ramen noodles you're feeding your kids. That's plastic that China makes. See, motherfuckers don't know them Chinese motherfuckers from low down dirty motherfuckers to the world. Nigga, they got concentration camps of Africans over there. They the number one Harvard, of Oregon.
0: Bars, is he lying or telling the truth? Man, listen, what? they got conscious, man, the way that they're doing the African. my Look, my boycott's been standing ever since, ever since. Ever since over there in China, and they, and they, and they, and Biden ain't spoke about it. Ain't nobody spoke about it over here. They ain't said nothing. And you know, I like I said, I don't know them brothers over there, but I looked at it like those folks, those they're they Africans, but they black. I looked at it like, hold on, they wouldn't let them leave. Do you remember back a couple years ago where they were they were throwing Africans out their house and all kind of shit out there in China and all that? Yeah. I said I ain't buying not one more bowl of Chinese fried rice.
1: Yeah. I, I mean said, anytime you go to uh like Seven Mile Bargain or what is that place called? Man, nope. Seven I, Mile. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't we don't we don't
1: Anytime you go there you don't you don't even see any Asians in there. All you see is black black women and uh black men. Yeah
0: I don't I don't You don't even
1: see Asians.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't go i i i don't i don't directly spend no money with them folk and it, and you know what it ain't got nothing to do with me hating them or none of that it's just that yeah, no no man i i i said i said I, I said you know when when my when my wife used to like buy hair materials or whatever now we just gonna go to a black salon yeah is there I mean, is there you, an African what they salon? do is there i'm gonna go to a foundational salon who's some foundationals okay we can't I mean, find the a, Asians.
1: How many Asians you seen in a soul food restaurant?
0: Man, it, it ain't happening. Very. You they, do, they don't, you'll spend, get bits they don't and spend with black folks. You'll get bits and pieces, and that ain't enough. You'll get Man, bits and pieces. Where do you even
1: see bits and pieces? Where?
0: You'll see. You'll see the occasional Asian dude or or Asian girl that's that, that's with a brother, and then you might see them. Man, then, that ain't but that, but that, that, that ain't
1: especially here in Minnesota. That ain't. That you you, you got to think about it. Look at the Somali race. Look at the Asian races, the different Asian races. Look at the Hispanic races. They all spend money with their own communities. So that's what- Matter I, of fact, they have their, they all, all those I named have like Somali community. They have two malls.
0: Man, they got more than
1: that. Yeah, I think they might, you're right. They might even have more than two. Asians, they got all those, or um, Mexicans, they got all those little strip malls, with all their little bodegas down there. foundationals gotta start spending spending with themselves but here's the thing like uh, with Charleston White and really China Mac but I mean to be honest with you Asians as long as Asians ain't getting involved in gang stuff they ain't really a problem for race soldiers. they ain't really tripping about them but what happens is, is when you start seeing that you start seeing and you start hearing the white man just laughing at all that shit
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Absolutely. You know, he's laughing. He's laughing at every last one of you motherfuckers because let's be real about it. We talking about you talking about spending money with Asians. I don't. So, I mean, you know, I don't know when I ever have you know what I'm saying? Besides buying Nikes and shit, you spending money with them regardless. Right. But,
4: yeah.
1: yeah. Um. I mean, you gonna spend money with Asians regardless because they run shit. But, I mean, I get right. what you mean on the uh, business level. But the truth is, is Let's not harp on the money that's being spent in the Asian communities. Let's harp on the money being spent in the white community. That too. That, no, it's not that too. That's the real fucking problem. You know, let's, 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 you know, look at it in that regard. You know, here's another thing. You wanna know where you're not gonna see Somalians and Asians and Hispanics, go to the Mall of America. You ain't gonna see them motherfuckers over there on top of spending money in their own communities, they don't spend money with the white dude.
4: You pay the good how point. You really.
1: Yeah, they don't spend money with them. And then look, you can look at it like this, even on a uh, business level, the white man has conditioned society to think, you get, you know, when you work with me, you're doing things the right way, mm. you know? Cause like, think of it like this, I'll hire people with different little businesses I have. And these are people I know. But they'll have an issue with maybe wearing my uniform with my name on it or my you know a name tag with my name on it and i told one brother he's a real good friend of mine too i told him i'm like look man i'm seeing you at your personal job right now you're wearing the shirt of your job a hat that your job has provided you a coat that your job has provided you and that doesn't seem to be a problem but when you're working with me it seems to be an issue because i'm we're, a lot of people are either when it comes to money, they're conditioned to go through the white man.
0: That's that you plantation complex. Basically, yeah. what it is is I don't want to give I don't want to give Solomon Enterprise a chance. But when I go to white daddy and white mommy, I want to kiss their ass. I bet you if they told that nigga, no, it's hey, not even
1: kiss their ass, DP. It's not even kiss their ass. It's even bigger than that. It's 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 like the mind is conditioned. You know, like I could tell you people in this sewer neighborhood here that, you know, are, are in into that government assistance world, you talk to them, right? And they're like, man, I'm broke to the first. What do you mean? I'm broke till I get my next check. Oh, so there's nothing you can do oh, in man. that time frame. Nothing, you just gotta wait because the white man's conditioning these motherfuckers. You get paid when I goddamn it say you get paid. Or how about this one? We all hear in our walks of life. I'm broke until my next paycheck. Jeez. What does that mean? That means there's nothing else you can do in that six or seven days to generate some money. You just say the white man cuts you another check. People are conditioned. Even when you hear people, and for your listeners, when you hear somebody in their personal life tell you that, well, I'm broke until I get paid next, or I'm broke until the first. Say, so, well, there's nothing you can do? There's no other way. You have no skills. You have no talent. You have no other way of generating money or you block that out of your brain because you're conditioned. Well, I get paid when the white man says. We are conditioned to, to do commerce with white people and that has to stop.
0: I want to segue into I want to segue into two things that 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 really popped in my mind when when you said that. One is an old story. And then we'll get into this next subject afterwards in a little bit. But the first one is you said... You, you were telling me before... You know, a lot it? of black You're folk... You're breaking up. You were telling me before that a lot of black folk... Um, I, does it sound better now? Yeah. Okay. That a lot of black folks... Some of them think, well... I can only get some paper if i go through them so i gotta wait on my daily bread before before getting something e- even the folks that just did just that might get up and go to work and i think about back in the day i was talking to one of my homies from the neighborhood he was like man you probably didn't know what you were doing dp but you kind of ushered us into a little hustle uninherently back when you had the mixtapes and you were one of the first niggas with a cd burner we used oh, to come yeah, you to,
1: were the first we used not to one of the first
0: we used to come to your house you built your own computer you we used to come to your house and even as the years went by when you got your little dupe and you was doing the smack dvds and all that that was like one of the quintessential things for some young black men to make some pretty much legit money like i I remember when I used to be out over hustling over south and I remember when when the police would roll up on Nicola and they would roll up in all these different little blocks and stuff and it'd be dudes crowding around me trying to get mixtapes and stuff, t-shirts, socks. They'd scatter. When the police when came, they the police they come? Yeah, because they had, you know, a lot of them had work. Some of them had weed. You know, they were hustling. And then, you know, you know mm-hmm. how the hustle is, is. You know, dudes is hustling. And then they buy CDs so they get up with a female, ride around, and we'll do whatever they do. So they got to scatter. Police pull up to me. Hey, what you doing? Oh, man, I'm just getting me some bread. Getting you some bread. What you got in that bag? Oh, I just got mixtapes, DVDs. They said, what? Let me see that. So they they really thinking like, okay, why didn't you, they asking him, why didn't you run? I said, I ain't got nothing to run. I ain't doing nothing wrong. He said, you got a permit for this? I'm like, no. I said, I can't get no permit for no selling no mixtapes. And he's like, you got a point. He said, look, kid, all the mother dudes sell drugs. He told me flat out, long as you ain't from the store, he said, you can do what the fuck you want. I don't give a damn about this unauthorized duplication bullshit. He said, you ain't, he said, you got any pipes on you? I said, no, you got any crack? I said, no, you got any weed? No, warrants? No, he said, dude, they, they, that happened to me a thousand times. Do whatever the fuck you want. Let me see your ID. Okay. Them other dudes selling drugs. As long as we don't catch you with no drugs, do what the fuck you want. They, did. it kind of right. blew them away. Cause we were like, man, most of the guys young, around your age selling crack you know they really didn't know what to do at that time because you know I mean they're not gonna they wasn't gonna arrest me and bring me down for selling CDs you know they're like okay they're just not gonna do that now if you're standing in front of Target or some shit like that you know they, they might say hey man just go across the street you know what I'm saying so yeah man they're not they're not going to you know so a, a, a lot you know what I did is I said all right now I'm gonna start doing computer repair. And I remember a long time ago when you were at the holiday. You you taught me a painful lesson one day. I was out there in the front of the holiday. I was selling some CDs. You and you you taught me this. I never did this shit again. It was some little light-skinned chick that I liked. I guess she was over there. I was trying to holler at her. And she was she worked to, there? She didn't work there. But you, you know, you knew like, oh, okay, there. I was trying to, and this was kind of around. Hmm, this probably was kind of around maybe high school time a little bit. A little bit after 2001, may- may-
1: 2002.
0: Maybe a little, maybe a little bit after. And I must've been around. I didn't have a car yet or whatever, but I kind of liked the chicken. So. I was trying to gonna trying to give her some free shit. And you pulled me to the side afterwards. Like, man, don't do that shit again, bro. He said, you ain't about your paper. He said, don't give her shit free.
1: Nah, no, I don't give her nothing for free. Because, because I mean, not that quick in a relationship.
0: Yeah, you, you don't know her. You like her. You're communicating to her that she ain't got to earn anything. And you're not getting your paper. And from that point on, if it was some chick I like or whatever, and I was trying to you know holler at her or whatever like that, no, I'm not. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, and, and 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 ever since I had used that concept, they was giving me money. It wasn't a situation where like I had to spend money on chicks and stuff like that. They seen like okay, this niggas out here because women could women could see potential. They could see as you grow and you go, you know, as you go, you know on and on. So I, ever since I did that, they start spending more money with me. It wasn't like I was giving out a bunch of free stuff, but it was just that, just that concept. And truth be told, a lot of the women would break more bread than a lot of the dudes.
1: Because the females are looking for John. So when you, when you guys to, to your viewers, it's like a sucker. So when they, See, when you start going with a girl And you start, you know, spending with her Right away and doing all that before You've established something with her, she's not gonna Get a chance to know you She's and she don't gonna respect look at it. you as a John she yeah, don't re- you, she a, just, you a sucker
0: She don't respect it, and so I was wondering why the girl never called me And you were like, yeah DP She ain't gonna call you She didn't got a free CD, now had you have Told her this is the price She would have valued it And you and, and, and that's one thing you taught me You are like Okay, she has to value your product.
1: Now. You got to value your product and value you.
0: And value me.
1: She would have respected you more. She would have respected you more for uh, charging her $5 than you would have given her for free. Like, I'll give your viewers, your listeners here, an analogy. I gave a guy. I used to know this guy. He, He actually used to call in on your show. Okay. I used to hang out with him at one time. He ended up being a real loser. But we used to go out to the bars and I used to go hang out. and He would try to attract friends. So he'd buy everybody drinks. Mm. And I said, and then, and then one day he told me, he was like, man, nobody invites me to any after parties. And I'm the one who bought all the drinks. Why is that? And I said, listen, man. I was like, me and you could be sitting at a bar every day. Somebody could walk up to you and ask you for a beer, and you could buy them a beer. They could ask me for a beer, and I could tell that motherfucker, you got a habit, go support it. They're going to respect me more than they're going to respect you. That's just the mentality of the people, of the world we live in. You know what I mean? I could tell the motherfucker, kick rocks, man. I ain't got nothing for you. Get the fuck out of here. He's going to respect me more than he's going to respect you. Everybody wants to be a pimp. Nobody wants to be a John. You know what I'm saying? So everybody wants to be on that other end of the spectrum. Everybody wants to play somebody, or you know what I mean. And the people that you see that don't have that mentality, those are the people that are happily married. Yeah. You see, I I'm guilty of it too. I'm not just talking about other people. I'm there is I mean up now you know I'm turning 40 in a couple weeks, so I'm a little more calm down to it. But there's a time where any woman that walked into my life, oh, what can you do for me? How are you gonna enhance me? How are you gonna? What what can I get from you? You know, and that mentality is cool for a while, but it don't lead to nothing. Yeah, in the end, you know. But what happens is, is people are always looking to be on either one end of that. Either I'm the motherfucker playing somebody, or some bitches like to be played, and that's the mentality we're talking about. some people, a lot of people have the mentality of hooker. Yeah, a hooker, hooker likes a motherfucker who don't like her. You know, and that's the mentality, like I told the guy, that I could tell every motherfucker that asked me for a drink, you could kick rocks, get away from me. And you could buy them drinks all night, and they respect me more than you. He just couldn't understand what I was telling him. It's the mentality of the world you live in. Everybody's looking for a sucker. And in the hood, that's why you don't see too many nice guys in the hood, too many good Samaritans. You mean to tell me there's not good people around? There are, but it's just, once that that goodness is mistaken for weakness now it opens the floodgates to things you know and that's something that is a community of people gotta get better at you know gotta get like the kid the DP that's in the neighborhood that was the first person to bring computers in the neighborhood the first person to talk about downloading music that kind of stuff has to be embraced cause you see the white community they embrace greatness
4: they do yeah yeah in
1: the inner city you don't really when you live in the hood it's it's hard it's hard to have an individual identity because if you don't fit in and you don't dress and you don't act like the other kids there's something wrong with you
4: yeah
0: and that's that's another thing that you know and, and see i didn't realize that what i was doing and my, my guy was trying to tell me he said bro like you kind of put us on to a you kind of put everybody on to a new way, a new way of thinking. Even though it it, it seemed real simple, me, I was I was just making mixtapes and shit like that. But there was a process. That's like, you know, it, it 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 was you know, and that's one thing I appreciate back then when we were coming up is there was a process to everything. Like I had to go to Nano Systems on University Avenue. I had to take the 16. I had to, you know go and work at cub after school and take my checks because you got to think before i had my cd burner i i, I you know i worked at cub foods because that we all worked at cub foods if you lived over yeah. south that's probably where you worked unless you was a trapper yeah, you worked there
4: you, you worked, worked there, there at some, some point time
0: and even if you was a nigga set trapping you were you still worked there because you used that for your flip money you worked at mm-hmm. cub foods everybody worked at cub foods at some point in time and once i got my burner or once i once I was working at Cub Foods, you remember I bought piece by piece. I was the only person doing it. I was doing it alone. I bought piece by piece. I don't even think I had a book, bro. I bought piece no. by piece. The first thing I bought, let me tell you what I bought, and this is the reason why I bought it. This is a game for the, for the for the for the listeners. I bought the shell. I bought the the box. I didn't buy the motherboard. I bought the box, and the reason why I bought the box is because I had a shell. I wanted to come home after work and stay focused. I wanted to come home and see, okay, this is the computer box. This is the outside. This is the vanity right here. This is the box. So I have to see this every time I come home from work to tell myself, okay, all right, DP. Now it's time to get the motherboard and the hard drive. Now it's time to get um the power supply. I bought the box and the power supply that powers everything. And when I had all the pieces together, I put them all together. I went and bought the CD burner. That was the last thing I bought for $229. Um, I bought some of the parts from general nano systems. I I bought some of the parts from general nano systems. I was, I went in there. You probably been in there before. They act real funny when black folks went up in there. They didn't really want to give me much information. I was buying certain parts from them. So, what did I do? Directly a block and a half away, you know by that gas station. You know what gas station I'm talking about, too. There was a gas station on the corner. And right next to it, there was a computer store by an Asian dude.
1: He went. Yeah, out. I know exactly. I you know, know the what i I know. I know. Yeah, you go up them little steps. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, that gas station is still there But not that place
0: Not that place But he, he, had, and he had it laid It almost reminded me of the Apple store When I walked in it kind of felt like home He wasn't acting funny I brought my computer up there Let me tell you what I did I brought my computer up there Because he seen what I had And he helped put a lot of my shit in there And He added He showed me how to do what they call a dual boot He showed me how to set up a partition, which means is take the hard drive and logically, not physically, but just take a little chunk of the hard drive and dedicate some space to where, okay, you have Windows XP that as your operating system. And then let's say in the uh, Windows XP starts acting funny, you could just boot, boot it from the partition and re reinstall it. Let's say you get a virus or whatever. He did that and um I think I bought the CD burner from Best Buy for $229 HP 8X and and and, and that was it that was it that that, that right yeah. there
1: you 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 were a trendsetter and they knew as soon as you walked in a you're spending money and B you ain't gonna give him no problem yeah because I wasn't going you know, there, you're, you were a trendsetter I wasn't
0: going to that man's establishment unless I was spending money see what i'm saying and so
1: yeah he knew that he knew as soon as you walked in he's gonna spend money and he's not gonna give me any problems but you did have a couple of issues up there i think especially at general nano Systems.
0: yeah yeah they i had i had a few issues because i went back there because they had some parts with the asian guy the asian guy was just getting started but he had a plan and i noticed over time his prices started to go up he started to get more and more computers i mean it was popping and he was one of the few people working there, um. But I had, but I did have a couple issues when I went to Nano Systems. Now eventually, Nano Systems had went, they had went under.
1: Yeah, um, they're not there anymore.
0: Oh, they yeah, they're not going in there anymore. Hardware really ain't a thing because everything is going to the cloud. But um, yeah, man, I had I had no issue. I actually like I said, okay, I'd rather spend it. Cause see, when you're young we don't really understand the playing field a lot of times when, when when we're young we we weren't in I'll say a competitive place where we're going up against other races for the economic slice we're still in our teens we don't really understand how the world works so when we're going and we're spending a dollar we really at that point we didn't know anything about Dr. Claude Anderson Dr. Claude Anderson was kicking in work even back when we were kids but we didn't know yeah. anything about it because our parents didn't didn't tell us about about folks like that we didn't really know about the psych psychological economic empowerment in the mind state of marcus garvey we heard may have heard about him but we didn't understand it so when we went to go spend our money whether it be jordans whether it be whatever we spent unbiased black folks we didn't think of anything in a second thought when it comes to spending money with other people other people other races they sit their children down early. Hey, you ain't got to hang them niggas from a tree, but listen, spend some money with your folks. You see what I'm saying? They sit them down early oh, to yeah. be intentional. They Our folks wasn't sitting us down. They were just like, okay, well, you know, go to college, get a job, keep your head low, all that bullshit. So, you know, the, the good thing about it is what we got to see, especially growing up in the West Bank, and I talk to this, talk, we talk about it all the time, is we got to see a lot of small business owners you walk down cedar okay because when what i remember is okay the gyro shop dude i think he was egyptian or some shit. you seen you seen a lot of uh a lot of east african stores so we seen quite a few black businesses it wasn't a lot of foundationals don't No, those were not those
1: those 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 don't count
0: you don't count those
1: I, I no, cuz they they're not they're not foundational. That's a different different animal. But That's but a totally different animal and those places you just named none of them had the mentality of all oh, foundationals, please come here, you're home. None of them had that mentality. But when you go, if you're a foundational and you go in a Somali place of business, you know, 9 times out of 10, they're going to, you know, you're not going to get that best service.
0: But when I went in, went, remember that one time I went, what was the one where the Eritreans owned it? It was right on the, it was right Red by the grocery seat. store. No, Kilimanjaro, was another,
1: that whole block, but, that block right there, Kilimanjaro and all them.
0: But there was another one. There's on the, the same block where I had to beat that dude up by the gro, by the grocery store with the blue, with the blue banner out there. The Somalians owned that at that point. They on but, that whole block. But there was a store where you, you brought me in one day and it was, I think it was Eritreans or Ethiopians one of you brought me in to get a burger one day I don't know if the Somalians owned it but it it has the big tall glass it's right next to the grocery store with the blue banner
1: uh are you sure it's not further down the block
0: it's it's a little further down the block but
1: it's you talking about Kilimanjaro
0: no 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 it's not that far it's because remember Associated Bank Oh, you end.
1: talking about Chili Time. They used to be, yeah, they used to be an Eritrean owned business for about thirty years.
0: All right. Now, when you brought me into there, it wasn't it it wasn't the same treatment.
1: No, it you're was not you're not Eritrean.
0: No, but I'm, no, what I'm saying is it was better than it was better than when I went to the other stores.
1: Oh no, yeah, those because those places you named, those races, those businesses are for them. You see what I'm saying? As, as, as odd and as weird as it sounds, they don't even really want you spending money with them. I know that. Yeah, that mentality of that mentality of we own shit. It's like our 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 customer service is not even catered towards you. You know, like we got a tobacco shop. We only got one tobacco shop in this neighborhood. It's a little up the block, right? And it's owned by it's ironically owned by some Somali people who ain't supposed to even use tobacco. But really. So, yeah, it, oh, the store opens whenever it wants. Yeah, <laughs> The time on there don't matter. So a lot of people will wonder, why is that? And I explained to them, look, man, the mentality of these people. In their country, w- w- there's now multiple stores. So if you own, say, a tobacco shop, you own the whole, the only one. So you open it whatever you want to. You talk to people however the fuck you feel like talking to. You know what I mean? They ain't got no choice of where to spend. So like that, it's 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 a total different mentality. The customer service is different. So when you go into a Somali business, or that guy you' talking about the Euro guy, he's Palestinian. So when you go into them places, they're not they're, you're not home. You're not spending money with your community. So now I, I totally disagree with you. You know what I mean? But I didn't even know- me as an Eritrean, if I go into Somali store, I'm not spending money with my people. They're not my people. But I didn't.
0: But see. I- Well, me being 16, 17, me walking up and down a block to Cedar, I, the thing is a lot of foundationals, we don't, especially when we're young, we don't really look until otherwise until treated otherwise, we don't really look at, well, this ain't my folks. We looking at it like, oh, these some brothers like us. Now we go into the store and get treated like shit. We like, damn, I thought we was, you know what I'm saying? But I got to see black faces with with small businesses so it kind of rubbed off on me a little bit bro see i'm seeing seeing that blueprint now if i go in i'm not welcome that much even pdq man when i used to go to pdq man they used to man pdq i i i always remember pdq being being did did the somalians own pdq
1: not growing up but towards the end Okay, because I like to towards the there. end of me being there, yeah, but not in the in the beginning stages, PDQ was owned by the same people who owned this, the whole Cedar Riverside.
0: Okay. Well later on, like when yeah. I used to go over your house and stuff, it to always be a Somalian dude and he, he
1: would be Yeah, like- then I think by that point, yeah, it was Somali owned. But i am saying coming up, growing up, it wasn't. But I think by that point, by that point, but here's another catch. 22 to that you know that makes the, the argument not so fair you see Somalians and this is something that I talk to you about a lot they have a hierarchy right so the the leaders of the crew they'll say hey we getting ready to especially it's tribal so the leader of that tribe will say hey man I, I got plans on buying this building right here so what he'll do is he'll go to everybody in his community and get as much money as he needs so say he needs two hundred thousand down, and he's got a thousand people in his community. You do the math. I need a hundred out of all y'all. Right. So I need two hundred from all y'all, and I'm gonna open this, and then the, our our tribe is gonna shine.
0: And that's a code of conduct, as it
4: should. Yeah, it's that's a code, a code, of, code conduct. of conduct.
1: Now, none of me. And ask that's you what this. they robbed and ri- they robbed that of the foundational black man by not by erasing the history. Yeah, and, and the and, lineage,
0: and. Now
1: with Okay And then just throwing one slab of meat on the table and making everybody fight for it. And the foundational race. That's where the lack of unity doesn't come from the people, comes from the system. Creates that.
0: It's a brilliant plan. Very devious and very evil. Um Willie Lynch. You know. So okay, so 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 for example, let's say, um, Let's say I was in Cedar Riverside, for example, right? And remember, like I told you, that Somali chick I used to talk to. Now she told me flat out, you know, you you a descendant. So my people really ain't too keen on you, and you're not Muslim. That was like the yeah, that's the key one right that's there. The is one. you're not
1: Muslim, but
0: she said, you know, now 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 check this out. But she said, you know what? they looking at it a certain way but she said i I, i'm not i'm not gonna go by what they say so she was kind of a a little rebel a little bit like but she said you know now now let's let's just say i was just a basketball playing ass nigga ended up at the u of m and became a fucking millionaire now let's say a nigga were to marry her or whatever the case may be would if 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 i was a foundational but not a muslim Going in that community, and I let's say I just got to know a couple of the brothers and say, Hey, you know, I want to, uh, you know, my wife, she, she from, she from Africa, but you know, I, I want to just help y'all out. You know, I want to, you know, knock y'all down with 30 to 100. I'm a basketball playing nigga. I'm on the Timberwolves, whatever the case may be. You ain't one of these corny ass niggas that went and got, went and got a Becky. And, 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 you know what I'm saying? Let's just say that would they accept it? Or would they be like, okay, he's not Muslim. He's just, he's a foundational. He's not Muslim. We ain't accepting shit from this nigga. Or would they be like, oh, no, no, brother. No, brother, brother. Would they be on some shit like that?
1: Well, I mean, you're a foundational. And in, in, you don't have to explain that to me one more time.
0: Okay, <laughs> let's say, that, for example, like this, like how you're saying in their tribe, $100, $100. Let's say I got cool with something. And I was a, Timberwolves player or some shit has a bunch of smiley friends or whatever. He's want to look out. Or let's get, let's just get say I was just just Jerome down the block. Just your DP, just down the block, and had got cool with some of them. And I guess was just a nigga with some money, and they wanted to open up a business. And I'm like, well, shit, y'all give y'all twenty, 30 racks. I blow that shit in the club. Like, would they accept nah. it or would yeah, they be
1: like, well, I mean, you're a millionaire.
0: And give up maybe about 400 500 k or some shit. i don't
1: know mm, i mean probably not because of your 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 somali and they wouldn't i mean you're a christian so they probably wouldn't do business with you on that level oh, so the code and is
0: wrong like they ain't even they ain't even rocking with it at all you're saying
1: they might do a business with you but not one of their businesses you see what i'm saying you might be you tell them hey man let's open up a uh, Nike outlet or something, yeah, okay, let's do that. But if you want to come at them with like, I'm gonna invest in a like Somali restaurant or something, as a Christian, no, nah, they ain't fucking with you.
0: Not like an investment, but like like how you said, you have the you have the you have the.
1: Oh runway. yeah, everybody's got a yeah. They ain't doing that with you as a Christian. No, nah, they got. Or how would you even get in the picture?
0: Well, for like I'm saying, remember I told you I used to talk to this Somali chick. And they, oh, they
1: no, no, you are you are now here far removed from that.
0: Oh, okay, okay. You so, would have had to
1: have uh, become Muslim, change your name, and be seen at the mosques all the time. So if I and said, then you'd have to have some big wigs vouch for you. So
0: if I, so basically if I said no, I'm a foundational. I ain't about to change my name.
1: I no, ain't. you can be a foundational. That ain't the problem. But I'm not you can changing my name. I'm not changing my well, name. I'm not changing you got to have name. Muhammad. You got to have Muhammad in your first, middle, or last name to be considered oh. Muslim. <laughs>
4: okay.
1: You know what okay. I mean? So Muhammad has to be either your first, middle, or last name. I know some guys who are name Muhammad. Muhammad.
0: Now, okay. <laughs> now, 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 let me ask you this here. I don't really see, and I, it ain't no beef, but I don't really see. Um, is it a foundational thing? Cause I don't really see the, I don't really see them rock with the nation too much. And you know, the nation, nation? the the nation of Islam got a strong code of conduct, but they don't really mess with them like
4: that.
1: Well, there's a difference because there's, you got your, your, your Muslims, like Somali Muslims, Saudi Arabian Muslims. They're not too keen on American Muslims. Why? Because there's a there's a thought, a process that a lot of American Muslims are bought into. Uh, oh. Because they recruit. Hmm. You know? Okay. They recruit people to try to get you to become... Anytime you're sitting there talking to a hardcore Muslim and you having a real conversation with him, he's going to try to convert you. And a lot of times there's money with that. Conversion. So sometimes they look at the American Muslims, black American Muslims, like there's a lack of credibility.
0: Oh, man. Jeez. Damn, that's crazy. Like, I'm baby.
1: Muslim. Like, like it's, it's like somebody saying I was born into this. And somebody else they're looking at it like you can you're a Muslim today and tomorrow you might be able to go back to being a Christian. Oh, okay, okay. So basically, yeah. Like, so okay. they're not they're not looking at that. But to get into that type of world, to you would have to be as a foundational. You could never get to the point where you're the one getting the money. Like all y'all get some money together so I can do this. They would. You would have to be. You would be one of the guys contributing money. Because they never, they would never allow foundational to get to that position.
0: Because oh, it's a tribal thing.
1: It's a tribal thing, and then it's just like, wait a minute, why are we listening to him? We could listen to someone else.
4: Hmm.
1: You know who's he? You know he's not even Somali. You know, and they're and they're the best at that. That's why they, the Eritreans and Ethiopians, have been in America probably twenty-five years before Somali. You know But they, they were able to understand Working together do you remember and having a hierarchy
0: I'm gonna mention a name I mean Nobody won't really know it But I, I just thought about this Because we, we used to be Playing basketball Marone do you remember Marone Marone You remember him Yeah oh,
1: yeah, oh yeah. He's going through some tough times
0: Man what, what Where was he from bro
1: He's Eric Tri
0: I knew it I fucking knew it Yeah Marone was cool 100% as shit. I, I knew it yeah. I know. I wasn't sure, but he, you know, he kind of he kind of threw me off. For I wasn't sure where he's from because he kind of got the. I was like, "Is this nigga from Egypt?" I know he's a nigga, but I'm not sure where he's from. I couldn't figure out where he's from, and he had like the hazel eyes or some shit. He looked kind of he looked kind of different, but I said, "I know he's from East Africa, but where?" I could not figure that shit out when I was a kid. But well, you know, we was kids at the time. We ain't really thinking about it, but I remember. I said, "Marone, I know that. I don't think that nigga Somali." The air friend. He's
1: Eric Trin. He's Eric Tree? Ace too.
0: Hey, Ace was.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Ace
1: guys was. fell on some bad luck though. I mean like Marone, his mom's taking good care of him, but Marone, he smoked some uh lace shit. Damn, yeah. Some shit that was laced and man, it fucked his brain up big he a, time. He had
0: a couple moves on the court, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was a little bit. And then Ace, he you can find him right there on Cedar. With a sign in his hand.
0: That's crazy. I mean, Ace used to be a hustler, man. Ace used to kind of have a little hustle. He had he a little
1: ain't hustle. He got nothing now. And his hustle now is holding a sign. Uh, work, work. I need money. And then he tries to cover his face so nobody will see him.
4: Damn, bro.
1: And then he'll even sit in a wheelchair sometimes and make a, you know, try to get some more sympathy.
0: That's crazy.
1: It's sad. I mean, it's sad reality. You know. I remember it was, reality, if you see in the cedar riverside man you see a lot of these somali kids man they hooked on the fentanyl and
0: i take a little story about by ace a long time ago i wasn't gonna say it before but i'm like shit it's it's old news but i remember he had a years ago i remember i knocked one of his bras this little little badass light skin chick one time man. i think she had broke up with the nigga and i said well shit i mean me you know we were cordial but i wasn't he wasn't like a day one. He wasn't like you. He wasn't like a nigga I called. A guy I gave a fuck about. Like, you know what I'm saying? She told me her little sob story, and I'm like, "Hey, what's happening?" You know what I'm saying? But uh, nah, that's unfortunate, man. But no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm glad you kind of brought that to me, man. Cause like, yeah, man, like it, it 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 it's a hell of a code of conduct, man. And you know, like even in the nation, the nation. I, I get i get where you're seeing the differences where they're kind of like all right we were born into this in somalia like y'all y'all probably didn't start at this maybe later but like you know in a nation a lot of guys um that's why you really you rarely hear about brothers and sisters something happening to them you know as right. far as i mean like a lot of them dudes used to be from the streets they're like malcolm you know, you know, Malcolm was from the streets. Malcolm mm-hmm. was a street dude. You know what I'm saying? And he just, you know, he did time, he turned it around. And, and look what he became. One of our most esteemed foundational leaders, probably ever on this planet Earth. Um, a lot of them dudes be, be ex-members. You know what I'm saying? They 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 really from the streets and they they, they clean it up. So even though they try to live righteous and stuff you rarely hear about you rarely hear about dudes um you 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 never really hear situations if you ever noticed, you very very rarely hear situations about race soldiers doing stuff to them or the police manhandling them and all that that don't really happen too often if you ever notice that with who with the nation with the nation
1: no, nah, I strengthen numbers.
0: You don't you don't hear that because if somebody does something to them, I mean it, it, it's, it's gonna be ugly. You know, because they and don't they bother, know that they don't bother nobody. But you play with them the wrong way, you touch one of the one of the, one of the sisters or one of the brothers, man, listen. Especially
1: in New York, in New York and
0: California. Man, please. You touch one of the brothers or the sisters in the wrong way. Is 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 it's going up. And I used look- to work
1: for a guy yeah. Back in the day I used to PCA for a guy That uh, was a, He's a, a foundational That became a Muslim In San Francisco And he was one of the guards for, There's something called The Spiritual Jubilee Okay That happened in the early 80s Late 70s And it was trying to bring the uh, Do you remember Jim Jones And the People's Temple Oh man
0: that was crazy Yeah Yep
1: yeah, so he was they would work next door. they they were next door to each other. So they'd have it out all the time. So then they came up with this thing called a spiritual jubilee. So we can kinda get on the same page. You know, he told me one day Jim walked up to him and said, Son, forget everything you know and just follow me. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, just forget everything you know Just just follow me god damn it yeah, I'll take you bippin'. where you need to go
0: that's, a, oh, yeah, that's, man.
1: that's the thing is that's Those those guys like There's a fine line between being a pastor A real good pastor and being a good pimp It's really close Close together because it's all about that mouthpiece that's, I have met some pimps man That you you, you you would think how the fuck Does this motherfucker got bitches Motherfucker, five foot two, 110 pounds. Got every bitch in the world because he got that mouthpiece and that confidence. That's what bitches want. Is
0: and that's where they get that chucks, that type of that of natural sanctuary and that and that chuck stuff. They always say that chucks.
1: What a church? Yeah, yeah, a hey church. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a little pimp term. You know what I mean? But did you see uh, what's been going on with uh? kakashi here lately
0: man i was just about to play that and, and that's that's what i was getting ready to segue in is is these folks now before we play this clip everybody listeners on the bag land, there's a lesson to being a 5k a 5k1 rat there's a lesson into that okay now not only that we got back to this china mac thing we have people in our population the black population that uses our culture, negative or positive, and they propelled ourselves. Takashi, superstar, lame as hell. When I seen him, when I first seen him, with his little different color hair, and they probably told him, I said, "All right, these New York bloods gonna have a problem." I knew it when I seen it, because I'm looking at the standard from my city, and I and I think that if a guy like that were to come up on 38th in Chicago, they would have whooped that nigga's ass and kicked him off the set. You ain't about to come over here with no little different color hair, you see what I'm saying? So, not I didn't with a be- out of crew. I didn't believe it see, the
1: thing. They wouldn't is, have kicked him out if he did if he had uh, nine Trey with him.
0: No, nah, they probably wouldn't have. But the thing is, it's like I don't
1: know. Nine Trey would have made sure of it,
0: right? But the thing is, I don't Trey way. Yeah, I I'm gonna be honest, you know. I don't think Takashi would have been able to even come over to the blood neighborhood over here because he got here in Minneapolis and they was running him off the block. I think the Somali's nah, got his ass up out yeah, of
1: here. But DP, you got to understand, he would have. If really? somebody would have had a mind because he was never accepted as a gang member. That's a misconception. He was a, they peeped that he can rap. Chadi, the leader of uh Trey Way, peeped that the kid can rap. And yeah, we could make some money, and this motherfucker can fund what the fuck we're about to do. Yeah. And Shadi also wanted to be a Suge Knight type nigga. But look
0: what happened. If I was yeah, an OG, like in the end, if I was the OG from up here in Minneapolis, that nigga can't come over
1: here. But oh, that was some Somalis with that. What was, that was their was problem? Some, what, what was their issue? What happened is, is they paid him to do a walkthrough, and he didn't show up. Whatever they call that. Well, this is according to him. According to him, they paid him to do a walkthrough. And then they were like, We're not gonna pay you unless you do two songs.
0: So the walkthrough. Like, what the, fuck? the walkthrough is, is is you can show up.
1: Yeah, like you know, at the club they'll pay you just to kind of walk it literally, they will pay you ten or fifteen racks to just walk around the club twice.
0: Walk around a club twice?
1: Yeah two three times it's called a walkthrough celebrities make 20 30 grand doing that all the time
0: so i so i walk in the club maybe hit the bar or the
1: you maybe, know the vip yeah, the and bar. then come back now nah, you ain't gonna be you're gonna walk around the whole bar so when you see a flyer that says oh dj and not maybe not dj envy but like uh oh uh I don't know, think of Lil Reese or somebody, he's gonna be at the Mystic and he's not performing. You're thinking he's gonna be there all night. No. Nah, he's just walking he's doing a walkthrough. So they they paid him probably twenty grand, do a walkthrough. So what the idea in that is is people are gonna call their phone and be like, Oh, so and so's here at this club, y'all gotta get over here. Mm. Or another thing is gonna look at like, oh y'all got a popping ass bar. You got celebrities coming in here, right, so why right. I'm gonna come here, you know. Yeah. So what happened? So according to him, when that walkthrough was over, he went to get his money, and they're like, "Nah, do two shows, do two songs, give us two songs, let us do two songs real quick, and then we'll pay you." And he was like, "Nah." So that came into a shootout. But he was never six nine. Was never. He didn't initially know Trayway as a gang member. He knew them niggas because he was around the block, you know, you know, trying to rap a little bit, gaining a little traction. Shoddy seen, let me sign this dude. Let me make him think he's a part of this gang. We'll protect him and he'll get hot and we'll blow up. It all worked up until a certain point. The problem was is Shoddy didn't stop being a gangster once the millions came in suge Knight, for all intents and purposes, did a lot of shit behind the scenes. Got you in rooms, you know, did shit to you. But he was smart enough not to be involved with him physically shooting motherfuckers, you know, until the end. And the height of death row, Suge Knight was doing all his shit behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. These guys, Treyway, they took the money from from him that they were making through him, and they did a great job, because this kid was up to, you know, he was making millions. Shottie's supposed to be his manager. They're beating him out of money to a large degree. The, basically, put it to you like this. It was a gang. It, it, it was Trey Way saying, let's make this dude think he's a part of our gang so we can make money. Protection, all this. He's paying all the niggas. When he, when he bounced, When he did the song with Nicki Minaj and all them, they realized like he's about to leave us. Hmm. He's about to bounce, so let's kill him. Think of that. That's crazy. So let's kill him. The feds hear that. Now you see when uh, Gunna got locked up and I was telling you the whole time what was gonna happen? Cause it's exactly what happened to 6ix9ine. What they did is this. You didn't kill anybody, 6ix9ine. We know you didn't kill anybody. We don't want you. We want Shoddy and we want Treyway. But guess what? You're going to lead us to him. So here's what they did. They came up to him. So they were watching them. Now they're on the wiretap. Jim Jones and uh, Shottie are talking. And he tells Shottie, you got to super violate him. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta finish him. Because if you finish him... Right now, you own the masters to this 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 shit that he's just doing now and you're gonna probably make 40, 50 million. Kill this nigga right now, before he bounces. The feds got wind of that because they were all on wiretap. So that next day the feds arrest him. They arrest six nine. Not to protect six nine. Let's lock Six Nine up because if they kill Six Nine, guess what? That's our link to what the fuck these niggas are doing.
0: How did Jim Jones now, escape that?
1: Jim Jones, you tell me. <laughs> that's what WAC One Hundred's been asking for the last year, two, three years. How in the fuck is this guy on wiretap saying y'all got to super violate him, and all of a sudden now he ain't involved?
0: I mean, that's that's so, a Rico. So what happens? That's yeah, so what
1: Happens with that. So what happens with that DP is they, are, the feds arrest six nine, knowing you can't die. So. And six nine made it worse, but so here's what they do: they arrest you like they did Gunner, like they do six nine. Okay, we're gonna lock you up for, especially we're gonna make you think about it. You in six nine, he even had the, the guts to even say I was gonna squeal right away. But they made me sit for two years, and then no, you're gonna tell us everything we want to know. Then we'll let you go because we know you ain't killed nobody. You know we know what's going on here. We know you're just being exploited by these gang members. You're not a thug, you're not, you're nothing. And now to backtrack, so I got the intel on why he got jumped. Let's play the, the footage uh, real quick. let's gym. gym. Let's get, let's get yeah. your
0: analysis. Let's play the footage real quick. I don't
3: nigga. the fuck, fuck, nigga. That's how they're supposed to treat you, Bitch ass.
2: Mickey Mouse has brown ass nigga. Do something. Go ahead.
0: All right, now he's explaining, looking like a... Yo, way, it's way. It's bro. yo, homie,
1: I'm, a, yo, I'm not gonna lie, bro, I'm a fan, bro. Yo, I'm a fan,
3: I'm a fan, i a fan,
4: bro. I'm a,
1: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, that guy's the funniest at the end. That's crazy.
5: That's
0: crazy. Now, when the first time I heard about it, I said, this might have been for some clout or whatever the case may be. Maybe 6 9 ine is one of some views. But then I thought about it. I said, wait a minute. If you're going to play the gangster role as long as you can Which you really can't Security going to cost you $10,000-$15,000 The feds The feds don't need you anymore That man really can't do no show You ain't got really no solid dudes around you So What's this all about? Like You ain't got no security And you just going to go to Florida Somebody's going to catch you somewhere So
1: See, this situation was a little more intricate. A couple of days before that, see, right now they have something in baseball called the World Baseball Classic, where everybody's getting into their countries and the countries are playing each other.
4: Okay.
1: You know, so Mexico, Team Mexico against Team whatever. So the other day they had Team Mexico, versus, and this is in Florida, Team Mexico versus Team Dominican Republic okay, Kakashi was drunk at this game, wilding out, and got kicked out of the game for being too drunk. And he made a lot of disparaging comments towards uh, the Dominican Republic team and the country. Oh, okay. So this was in direct retaliation from that, and I have to give up. The the source is um, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, What is his name? He used to have Star and Buck Wild, Star. Oh, okay. Star broke that. That's what that was about. And then you know they also know he's a rat. You know what I mean? But they're saying he's getting ready to sue the uh, L.A. Fitness.
0: That might be his best bet. He's a rat, so he might as well go ahead and get try to get some money out of them. But the thing is, L.A. Fitness can say this. Takashi can try to say, "Well, hey, I was not safe. I'm a celebrity." But well, LA Fitness can say where's your security? I mean, does he really nah, even have a case? Say that.
1: You can't say that at all. Hell no. Nah. You can't say that. If if you get assaulted in a place of business, that place of business can't tell you where's your security. Where I'll tell you where's your security. That's what I would do. That's an open and case.
0: I mean, how do we know that you didn't start the fight, Takashi?
1: Well, here's the thing. Remember, we we're talking about why there's no fades. You want to know? you want to know who's going to get prosecuted in the fight. The guy that won, right? That's why you don't see fights. That's why people just go to shoot because it's like if I whoop his ass, I'm going to jail. Two people could talk shit. The guy that gets the guy that wins the fight is going to get the assault charge. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying yeah. so. So it's it, it. He's got to open and shut case against them. That's for sure. Um, unless he said something that provoked them, but it don't look like it because the one dude called his other two to come, so it, it doesn't look like it. He's gonna he's gonna get some money off of it. You know what I mean? That's the sad part, and he's gonna run his mouth.
0: And then it's on tape. Somebody videotaped this.
1: One of the guys. Yeah, like- three guys. So two guys are stomping on them, and then one guy's recording.
0: Yeah. So that's like now that's like okay that's premeditated that, that's the theory nah, yeah, they're gonna get
1: in trouble <laughs> they're gonna get charged i mean he's in let's see if takashi's gonna pr- pursue criminal charges against them now you really be a bitch
0: well yeah and and at, and at this point it's kind of like he could get he could just get his money is buttered he's a rat right now
1: so what was the name of his album He's playing into the fact that he's a snitch, you know. Because you asked me one day, who's gonna buy his album? I said other snitches. There's yeah. a whole world of them. <laughs> you know, saying yeah, other people, whole ass niggas. Yeah, people, he's gonna be their president.
0: And people don't. And people don't care. And it might be some little white kids that they don't care. You know, I'm so saying they're not like us. We're like ah, oh, we ain't gonna listen to they
1: But you know, see when you break it down the way he does, because he did a long interview I watched with the Shade Room. So when you when 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 he's because he, the kid has a mouthpiece on him, he's able to spin things pretty well, you know. So when he the way he explains it, of course you, anybody would snitch. But here's the thing: is when you take a oath to be a gangster and be in the gangs, you don't make police statements. Right. Period. End of story. Nothing. Nothing. You handle it on your own. Yeah, I don't want to hear this bullshit he's talking about. Like he. He he tried. To, he thought he was bad, bigger bad, and he got in the world, and he's not. But his fans are going to be other people that have done that, right? Right. There's a whole market. I mean, like I like we talked one day, being lame and lame ass niggas. That's a crew now. That's a set. That's a click. It's not just there's that one guy over there that don't work and he's a loser. And then there's another. No, there's so many of them. They've clicked up. Let's just be lame together yeah and a guy like takashi he's so for everybody that snitched that likes rap and everybody that's told on motherfuckers and everybody that thought he was like a matt cloud fake thud, that's who always takashi remind me of was matt cloud yeah yeah yep, yeah he reminded me of matt cloud so like when you when you see them kind of people understand something that takashi's their fan the, the 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 whole ass nigga that you know dp the whole ass nigga that your viewers know that snitches and be telling on everybody, he's buying a six, nine album. Yeah. What's he going to say? He's not going to call him a rat because no, he's, he's a rat. He's,
0: no, he's not. So, he's what going- is, you
1: know what the name of his, his first album when he got out of jail was? It was Tattletale. <laughs> That's what he named it. He's he's trolling motherfuckers and he's smart to do it. Now he's fucking with Wack 100. Wack is going to help his marketing.
0: Yeah, and and Wack has Wack has the ability to do so. Wack, Wack, you got to think. Wack don't drink. Wack don't smoke. That's just Wack, you know. And he, you know, he knows how to really get. Every time he gets online, I'm, I'm gonna tell you the, the people that got the internet by the chokehold. Okay, nigga wise, I'm talking about. Wack, they got the internet yeah. by the chokehold. Is Wack
1: six nine
0: six nine Charleston. Um adam 22 yep adam 22 vlad of course uh you know and yeah you know and 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 now um shout out to the brothers that used to be shout out to the brothers that used to be in um that used to be on the jumper they left it that that, they left the no jumper
1: um ad and they got back on fig and community yeah Yeah, them guys left they left ad they left uh Adam, Adam, Adam really played himself well, on they that. Had this to, is true.
0: The, here's the thing, man. It's not like they didn't know. Th- that's what I have to say about Negroes, like. And you, what you the said,
1: pedophile stuff or the racial stuff?
0: What pedophile stuff?
1: The pedophile stuff was really the last. I mean, it all hit Adam in one week. The pedophile stuff. So you know, like how they have those um, predator busters that be on YouTube. right. Right. And then, you know, they'll, they'll they'll creep up on somebody. Yeah. So they were interviewing one of them on Adam on No Jumper. So as they're interviewing him, and this is a brother, too. I've seen this guy before. He's real good. So they're interviewing him, and he goes, you know what? I had to be real, though. If I'm going to be talking about people, he's like, Adam, you got a case. Oh, <laughs> Adam got dumped out. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's, what are you talking about? He's like, didn't you, uh wasn't you trying to hook up with a 16-year-old girl? And he's like, oh, I thought she was 19. And then they got to go back and forth for a little bit. And then Adam kicks him off. And Adam never airs that show, but the dude the whole time has his cell phone out. Mm. So he's recording it. You know what I mean? So he had his cell phone out. This is at the same time. So what really what they left was... There's a guy named Lush. I don't know if you know Lush One from the battle rap stuff. No. Yeah, but they got this guy named Lush One. He was involved with, he's like an MC for the battle rap stuff. He's a member of No Jumper. So him and Adam, they're both rake soldiers. Adam got to telling them what everybody was making and uh, who he's going to cut next and who he's tired of. So that white boy went on the, went on the, uh, uh discord and he told everybody hmm. he said yeah this is what everybody's making and this is who adam's tired of and this and that and one of them was ad one of
0: the main niggas
1: yeah he said yeah, he but he said i'm tired of ad i'm gonna kick him off the monday show i'm tired of hearing the same four jokes every week and i'm gonna just kick him off and let him do this his little food show and that's it so he hmm. thought he was telling the white. He thought he was telling Adam Twenty Two. Thought he was telling Lush this and So he fired Lush on air afterward. After it came out, so when that came out, AD felt a certain way and said, "I ain't fucking with dude no more." T-Rail being another, uh, I think they're Crips, right?
0: Yeah, uh, AD's from no, they're, Compton. they're blood. No, 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 they're Crips. They're well, Crips? A- yeah. AD, AD's from Compton, Compton Crip, and um. Uh, uh, T-Rail's from 5-2 uh, Hoover.
1: Yeah, Hoover, yeah. So what happened yeah. is is T-Rail just said, you my guy, you leave him, I'm going with you. Fuck it, Because he never said nothing bad about T-Rail. Right. Yeah, so it hard hit, all that hit Adam in one week because now a whole other bitch is coming out saying Adam fucked with her when she was 14. Damn, man. Yeah, so like his... It all kind of hit them all at once, you know what I mean. There's but with six nine, the new the new thing with six nine is now DJ academics saying nobody can get a hold of him. Hmm. Well, yeah, he could just be hanging out, you know. Yeah, you just... see, DJ act. This is where he loses credibility with me because he's very well informed. Whether I don't really agree with him too much, you know, but he's a very well informed individual, but see a situation like this. If you go on YouTube right now and you type in six, nine, it's going to come up with a live feed from DJ academics saying six, nine is still missing. No one can get a hold of him. (laughs) Emergency. (laughs) What that is, is six, nine telling him to put that headline because this is going to make me more popular. Right. Yeah. See, that's where, that's where Act loses credibility with me. Well, a whole lot of credibility.
0: Think think about it. Act, Ack is pretty much, you gotta look at it like this. I, I'm not gonna say the name, but you and I both know Ack is like that nigga. He, he's, he's somebody, he didn't rat on nobody, but he's like, imagine Vlad without, imagine a black Vlad. You see what I'm saying? He's probably really not from the streets. He's probably really not from the culture. He really don't give a damn about it. And then here's here's another reason why. It shouldn't matter, but it does. Academics ain't a foundational. So he's looking at the music as a tether. He's coming over looking at it from a standpoint like... I'm not really... I'm not even really a guest because I'm looking at you like you a black man, but you're you're so fucking lame. It's like you're a guest. You know, I, I, I look at him like Vlad almost. But the thing is, is he made his bones. I'm going to tell you how he made a lot of his bones. When a lot of brothers was getting their wigs knocked off in that Chicago Ops beat beef and stuff like that. He was one of the main people kicking shit off. I remember neighborhood nip had something to say about him for doing lame shit. He would
1: make fun of him. He it would call. he had a he had a YouTube uh channel or whatever called the war on Chirac. and he would just make commentary over these niggas getting shot and shit. He'd make funny commentary over it.
0: I wanna play
6: something real quick here. Let me see if I could don't experience with experience. Y'all don't y'all don't understand what what motivate the decisions Okay, let me see. Look past, like, damn, how long, how long have people been in America on record? Mm. And so interviews for the first. Mm. Once we sign a deal, we got a mutual interest, a, a fun. Sweep us up and say, "Hey, anybody familiar with WeWork?" Mm. So that's the incubator part. But I, I, I was very vocal about I'm trying to find the in, one in with the interview, man. We're, we're mm. talking but, about academics. You know I mean, we agree with it absolutely, and we know that. To impact these developments like Inglewood, I got a homeboy that he owned. A-
0: hold on, hold on. That's Tariq. T- T- Tariq and neighborhood was real tight. So let me see what. he, Okay, yeah. Hold on, because he was talking about academic. He went. He went to Chicago and he was talking about him. Where he had, where he had mentioned some stuff about him. He called him out early. Hold on.
6: Here it goes, this is it.
2: Do you think the internet has enabled little sucker shit? You yes. know, from a yeah. yeah, of
6: course. I think, I think, and that's why I said in the interview, man, I ain't saying I'm gonna do nothing to act. <clears throat> I say you gotta let, let let clowns be clowns and let, let dudes self-destruct because, you know, I've been paying attention to his message. Mm. And I, I ain't like it, but I I, I respect how you eat, bro. Whatever, whatever you do to pay your bills, I got I can't knock you. But after, after a while, you becoming, you be you 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 getting out of control. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then you got companies that add gas to them sparks. Yes indeed. For their own interest. Yes, and then indeed. they sell advertising space. And I don't like that shit. I'm clear on what that motto is. Mm. You playing with niggas. You 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 cooning, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you taking something that's serious and that, you know, people doing with integrity and you spending it for for some fuck oh, shit. Yeah. And I don't I don't it, agree with you that. Know, people, do you think the internet yeah, and the neighborhood
0: called out called out Axe Cooning for a long time. He's been... He, he's, he's been calling Axe Cooning out for a long time. And the thing is, is, you know... So, I think... I think at this point, you know... Ack and... All these, all these characters and stuff like that, man... Um, You know, we can't expect much. Like, you know... We, we really can't expect much from them... Um, we have to look at it from a standpoint, like, like he said, just let clowns be clowns, let them fizzle out. I did want to go on to this next article and then I want to, I want to bring up that topic we had had before about the trajectory of, of, of Snoop with no limit, which is very interesting. I, I don't think it, Master P gets enough credit for that. Now there's an article called the defender and YouTube this fair use, fair use, fair use, YouTube has been trying to take down anything I say about the you-know-what when I clearly have documented it over the past couple years and the truth has come out. Well, in a majority ruling, Federal Appeals Court again blocked Jim Crow Joe's you-know-what mandate for federal workers. A federal appeals court on Thursday blocked Biden's executive order mandating federal workers nationwide get the you-know-what and a majority ruling say that the president does not have the authority to mandate the you-know-what. So, this was a decision by the 5th U.S. Court of Appeal. Court of Appeals. I'm just going to say the damn name. Fuck it. They take my shit down. I'll make a new damn channel. Anyway, Court of uh, Appeals in New Orleans reverses in April 22, ruling by a three-judge panel. For the same court which upheld the federal mandate, Thursday's decision keeps a preliminary injunction issued in January 22 by a Texas judge in place where the case is litigated. The decision was made in a in-bank hearing, meaning the full 16 judge court ruled on the case rather than a panel of judges selected from the bench, a 10-judge majority ruled to uphold the injunction. Now, Feds for Medical Freedom, uh, the plaintiffs in the case said in a Press statement, our members have always argued that federal law does not permit the federal government to force federal workers or any law-abiding citizen to inject their bodies with something against their will. It was incredibly vindicating to hear the court echo those arguments and to draw clear limits around federal authority as it relates to forced vaccinations and medical, medical freedoms. So as I said before, Um, now they're saying the executive order was contentious from the start. Jim Crow, Joe introduced executive order one four zero four three in September, September, 2021 requiring more than three and a half million federal executive branch workers to undergo the vaccination unless they secured approved medical or religious exemptions. Now, here's the thing. Your doctor can just say you can't get an exemption. And Religious exemptions. You might bring a religious exemption and then the employer just says, well, we don't want to because of our own personal, uh, work environment or whatever. We don't want that. Now we find out the obvious whistleblowers, 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 whistleblowers. Now the CDC, let me see. I believe that they're under investigation. You see, They're trying to keep it quiet, bro. They're trying to keep it quiet. CD investigation. It's not very working. It's not working very well. Now the last thing I see in here, like you go to Google and you can't even find it. They're doing this on purpose. They're and and, and for y'all, everybody on the podcast and like listening, understand that. Google and a lot of these places, YouTube, a lot of times they'll crunch these numbers. They'll crunch where you can't search stuff. Even when the mainstream media reports some of the articles. CDC and FDA identify preliminary vaccine safety signals for people 65 and older.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, th- th- that yeah, that's they, from yeah. January. But as the stuff that I sent you, I just sent you something the other day. I just sent you something the other day so they're not they're crunching it where you can't you can't put it out and they're doing they've yeah, been doing this to, to my channel content. they're suppressing content now if that's not a violation of the constitution I don't know what is
1: exactly and they're picking and choosing what to suppress
0: oh man they're, yeah, they're not saying nothing this is from January all the way you're not seeing anything recent Google and YouTube one of the same yeah, this is, this is this is a violation of constitutional rights. I'll move on. One thing I did want to talk about, we were talking about this the other day, and you were like, man, I didn't know that Snoop had all those albums. Now, on, when they was on Death Row, you know, there was millions and millions of records sold. And you mentioned Suge Knight earlier. But, you know, when Snoop had that murder trial, Shug probably told him, look, man, we didn't spend all this money on you. That, 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 that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because remember in 93, he was charged with first degree murder.
1: Mm-hmm. Killed the Eritrean kid.
0: Philip Wilder Merriam, a member of a rival Correct. gang who was actually killed by Snoop's bodyguard. He was acquitted in 96, so he must have... So then they released murder was a case soundtrack. Um, and then it looks like in, in 95, he went ahead and started doggy style records. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, which was the subsidiary of death row. Oh, okay. So we was still under Shook. It says, after his acquittal, Snoop and the mother of his son, along with their kennel of 20 pitbulls, moved into a 5,000-square-foot home in the hills of Claremont, California. And by August 96, Doggy Style Records, a subsidiary of Death Row, signed the Gap Band Charlie Wilson as one of its first artists. I didn't know that. And then in 90, okay, so... In November 96, Dogfather, that was released. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what was on that damn, damn album, bro. I really East don't. East The Dogfather of 1996. What was on that album? You said the East Siders? That came way later. I think the the, the East Siders, that was a great album. Man, that was a good album. With Battle Cat on the Beach. That was a good-ass album, bro. But I think when he went with P, that's when... um. P kind of saved that man's career, bro.
1: More than that.
0: Look, the dog father came out in 96. P got him in 98. So he left death row in early 98. And in August 4th, he released Snoop Dogg. The game is to be sold to be told.
1: The game is to be sold, not told.
0: The game is to be sold, not to be told. Now remember, and that sold a half. that went gold its first week. Damn, that's a lot. It went. It went gold its first week. Yeah, it was on. It was on the top ten for five weeks, and was double platinum by August twenty second, nineteen ninety eight. Fucking with P. P understood. See. He wasn't gonna do that dumb shit. And I- I'ma give Suge credit for credit due. Suge didn't know how to cut that shit off. Su- Suge, man, you had the you had one of the biggest black labels damn near of all time, man. In the height of, in, in the height of gangster rap.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, MVP lineup. And nigga, you
0: ruined it. Suge ain't supposed to be in prison. I don't like seeing that shit, bro. Nigga, you ain't supposed to be in prison. Nigga, you supposed to be living with your grandkids sitting up here opening other black businesses. Death Row is still supposed to be on on the march. Now, I think Snoop bought some of that, which was pretty smart. I I think
1: think Snoop bought all of Death Row.
0: I think he he owns, I don't think he owns all of it, but shit. The
1: name?
0: Might as well. I mean, who else would be better? Think about it. Who 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 else would be a would it be a better fit for? Nobody. You know, um Dre probably didn't want shit to do with it. Um Dre, and then who came next? Snoop, right? And then Pac. Pac came after Snoop, right? Yeah. Right. So so I mean, that's to, to be able to own that and pass that down to your kids. I mean, people going to continue to listen to Pac albums. They're going to listen to Snoop albums and dog pound. Um, but yeah, man, um, that, that record sold that sec, that record was double platinum by October 22nd, 98. And it was released in August.
1: He, Master P really cleaned his career up.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, he really got him. I mean, it went platinum in Canada, it went silver in, the, in the UK, that's 60,000 records, but like, you know, silver, silver in the UK is big. Platinum in Canada is big as hell. Cause it's not as many people. Um, so, I mean, man, and then, okay, let's look at the next album. Cause like, you're a numbers guy. Okay. Top dog, top dog. That was released in May 11, 99. That was on no limit in priority. 187,000 its first week. Pretty damn good. Second only to Ricky Martin's second album, uh, second uh, self-titled album. Um, That album, let's see here. That album went platinum as well. So it sold 2 million records worldwide. DJ Quick on the Beat, Ant Banks. And Banks was the dope producer. I think he did a lot of two short shit. Oakland, California.
1: What's his highest grossing album, Snoop?
0: Oh, let's see here. It probably was Doggy stab, but let, let's see. Okay, The Last Meal, that was two thousand. That was the the final. Okay, so that was the final. The Last Meal was the final album from uh, No Limit. Oh, that's where that Lalo was on. That Lalo was dope.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah. So that one... That one went double platinum. As of March 2008, the album sold 2000000 Copies in the United States making the third best-selling album from Snoop Dogg in the country behind Doggy Style. And the game is to be sold, not to be told. So it looked like Doggy Style, when he went to No Limit, that's the second album. And then this one, The Last Meal. And Nate Dogg set that one out. Paid the cost to be the boss. Uh, He wasn't on No Limit with that, but that sold 170,000 copies his first week. Certified platinum 1.5 million worldwide. Okay. From the church to the palace, Pharrell Neptune. So Neptune's came and got, got them right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Neptune. Neptune yeah. Neptunes That's came when Pharrell and got them right Because
0: the first Neptune song I heard was Kalise and Nori. Nori put the Neptunes on. I mean, like that was one of their main hits that what, 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 yeah. what, you know,
1: yeah, that was.
0: That was the first one I heard was Nori. That was their first hit.
1: That was the Neptune's first hit too. They even yeah, you gave them a shout out on that song.
0: Let me see. Hold on. Let me let me let me look up the Neptunes. Cause I mean they, they had an interesting the Neptunes had a okay, what was their first hit? Oh uh, Alright, let's see here. Okay, they got Grammys, 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 Uh, okay. Neptune's production, discography, okay. So, all right, so they had a couple hits with Total, smaller hits. 98, they had, they did something with Mace and Puff Daddy on Harlem World. But the first, yeah, the first thing that I really heard them from was uh, Nori. Um, and then, yeah, me too. and then get your money with old ODB. Yeah. So they did, they did that looking at me with Mason P Diddy. That went gold, but I, I, I'm be honest. I don't even know what that shit sounds like, but that Nori that what, what, what? That was my shit. Yeah. That, that was the, that right there was a quintessential Neptunes. And then that get your money with ODB. Oh no. Let's see here. Mystical shake your ass. Watch yourself. That was a hit. Girls, them sugar with beanie man. I remember that. Danger with Navia. I remember that. Uh, I'm serious with Ti. I remember that one too. Let's see here. Knock yourself out with Jada Kiss. I remember that. Um, Hollaback Youngin with Fabulous. I remember that one. You don't have to call Usher. That was a big one. Hot in Here, Nelly. That that was the real big one.
1: Oh, yeah. That went. Yeah. That, that, that went to another level.
0: Yeah. Grinding with Clips. Grinding. That, yeah. That, that was a shit. Work it out, Beyonce. Okay. When the last time, Clips. Man, the Clips... The Clips... They don't get their credit. When you think about trap music, even... You know what I'm saying? Like, trap... Like, the Clips, man man, look, they were the best to do that cocaine music before T.I. got real big. They always give it to Jeezy and T.I. and Gucci Man. Nah, man. The Clips was the first dudes to really make that cocaine music sound good with bars. And then, you know, and they from Virginia, you know what I'm saying? So they ain't too far from Atlanta, I don't think, but uh, those were the first. Pe- okay, excuse me, miss. What's your name? That was Jay Z. Oh, beautiful. That was that had a dope ass beat. Do you remember hey, that? I be-
1: remember that too.
0: Yeah, that was a beautiful. good one. Beautiful. That that shit. Was, yeah, I remember
1: that.
0: That was the shit. Let me see here. Um, yeah, that that shit was really dope. Who made? Okay, so I know that was Neptune's. Damn, that that man, that really hit. Australia, Belgium, Denmark, that, that hit everywhere. Yeah, that was a dope ass fucking beat. Hot damn, fronting, senorita milkshake, change clothes, change clothes, and go, yep. Uh like a ball, slim thug. Drop it like it's hot. That was a big one. Um, Drop it like it's hot. Hollaback Girl, Gwen Stefani. That that was big. That was really big. Signs with Snoop Dogg, Charlie Wilson, Justin Timberlake. That was pretty big. Moneymaker with Ludacris. Wind Up, Gwen Stefani. That was huge. Madonna. They did something for Madonna. Gotta Have It. And then it.
1: Pharrell had his own hits, too. Yeah. As that, a that solo happy. artist, right?
0: Yup. That Happy was real big. Gotta Have It with Kanye West and Jay-Z. Watch the throne. That went platinum. And they, you know, they released a couple albums off, off the, off the nerd, the nerd album. You know, they doing their own thing. Um, yeah, man. I mean, shit. Snoop, Snoop has had some hits. Two one three. That oh, was man. a good album. Yeah. Um, two one three. Yeah, the two one three with Warren G and uh Nate Dogg. That was a good group. They had, they had some, they had some. Uh, let me see. They only released one album. I think I did buy that album. When did that come out? That came out in two thousand four. Damn, I did. I think oh, I did. I'm sure have that you album. cut
2: that a
4: lot.
0: Yeah, I think I did have that album, man. Um, yeah. I'll go to the next topic. But anyway, yeah, nah, man, uh, Master P, let me me go to this. I I want you to hear this. This is very positive.
5: A Minneapolis dad is behind a new store at the Mall of America.
2: The clothing brand Honor Roll Athletics is focused on supporting youth in North Minneapolis. Heidi Wigdahl shows us how in this week's Behind the Business.
1: Inside the Mall of America, (laughs) Honor Roll Athletics is making a statement that goes beyond fashion.
5: Focusing on academic excellence, you know, as well as athleticism. So making, you know, a fashion statement out of, you know, academic excellence.
7: Charles Kane says the business was born out of his organization Brothers Empowered and its Youth Empowerment Initiative.
5: We mentor youth boys based out of North Minneapolis. We were at a fundraiser and we came up with a concept of how to build something that they can learn economic development. They can also fundraise and it can create job opportunities for them.
1: Teens help with everything from designing the clothes to selling them.
3: A lot of the kids that came in first they we asked them like, what do you want to do with your life? What do you have planned for your future? They'll just shrug their shoulders. I don't know. Now they're wanting to be entrepreneurs and business owners and community leaders.
1: Honor Roll Athletics started in 2021, first in shared spaces, including one at
5: MOA, then opened their own storefront in March. It's just a testament to the boys that they could do anything that they put their mind to. It shows that someone is paying attention to the importance of, you know, children growing up, especially young men. So it kind of touched me in a certain area. 10% 10% of the proceeds from the store goes back to youth development in North Minneapolis. It's been amazing because I was one of those troubled kids, so to be in this position is, you know, very humbling and so surreal. Years later, to be able to impact the lives of these young people so they, they don't have to go through the journey that I went through.
3: A purpose that never goes out of style. You have a great rest of your day. Heidi Wigdahl, Carol 11 News. Through May 1st, they're offering 10% off anything in the store for all students, educators, and coaches. You can find Honor Roll Athletics on the third floor of MOA
7: near the North Food Court.
0: That was a very on-code message. Now, what, what I wanted to say about that, I wanted to play that. I happened to see that on a website. I believe it was on the news websites and stuff like that I was looking at. And you know, I remember a time when we used to go to the mall of America and you barely see any black owned stores, but now because the mall of America damn near went to hell, you know, they're letting the the foundationals in like, Oh, okay. We haven't shootouts and this that, and the third. Okay. Let's, let's let some black folks come in and the same thing with uptown, you know? So, but like that, that was a very, very constructive message. And it, it was a point I was getting ready to make. I forgot what it was. It was a very important point, but I kind of lost my tra- my train of thought because I was just looking at the clothes. The clothes look really nice. Um, a lot of times what people will say is, well, you know, black-owned businesses, they don't have this. Black-owned businesses, they don't have that. But, you know, Okay, I remember my point. I remember exactly what my point is, bro. When you said, well, black folks got to start spending with black folk. Now, when we said earlier, other races of people, they support each other as they should, right? Now, Mm -hmm. what a lot of black folks have tried to adopt is the, the misconception which does not work. Where they say, "Well, we're gonna stop spending with other people, and just not spend, and, and, and that's it." That does that's inconsequential. You have to right. take. You have to take that money that you were gonna spend with other that you were gonna stop spending with other people, and you got to spend it with black folk. It can't just be you just withdraw it. You go ahead. You was gonna say something. No, I was
1: just agreeing with you.
0: Yeah, you have to spend that money. So if we say, well, I'm not going to spend with Billy Bob or I'm not going to spend with this or I'm not going to spend with these. I'm not going to spend money with people that disrespect black folk as a group. If you say that, okay, yeah, all right, I'm not going to go to this store. I'm not going to go to Cup Foods or I'm not going to go here or I'm not going to go to whatever these places in that... that that a person might deem to be. And I'm not just, it doesn't necessarily have to be a black owned business, but how do they hire black employees? How do they treat black people? When you, when you, cause I, you, you've seen this as well as I have, bro. You've been to restaurants and you've been to businesses where you're a black customer and they have black folks working there, but they treat them niggas like it's a plantation. And you're like, hold on. Why are you talking to to them like that? You feel a certain way. Yeah.
4: Exactly.
0: See, you asked it. Black employees, man, pull them to the side, Hey, bro. I they treat you here, bro, man. Everything good. I'm being treated well. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, I get a promotion. I got a plan. You know what I'm saying? I get my 401k. I got my scholarship thing together. I'm about to start my own shit, bro. No, everything's okay. And, 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 and overwhelming. Most of the staff is like, okay, I'm good. Cool. So yeah, it's not a black-owned business, but they don't run it like a damn plantation.
4: Exactly.
0: You pointed something out early to me that I thought there was a notable statement. You said you go into a lot of these other places and they ain't got no foundationals working there, but we shop there. That's Jim Crow. That's dread. To me, that's that's Dred Scott stuff. That's yeah. Dred, yeah, that's Dred Scott. What the hell with the Jim Crow thing. We, he's going worse than that. He's Dred Scott. That's Dred Scott treatment. We could spend with you, but you don't want to see our faces walking around with your uniform.
1: No, you don't want nothing to do with it. You just want our money.
0: Hurry up and buy. No, 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 no. And we ain't missing nothing. Because it the purpose. Here's if I'm, I'm trying
1: th- to make money, hold on, if I'm trying to make money off of black people, why am I hiring black people? I'd be breaking even my goal is to exploit black people and get rich off of them. How am I employing them? I didn't, you know, so if I'm, I open a business and I just want to be like these Asians and just get all this black money. If I turn around and employ blacks, I'm not profiting from them anymore.
0: Now I see we used to go, we used to go to this, uh, some, you know, what they call a salon store it was some Asians to own it on the East side. You probably, you, you might've seen, I don't know if you've been on the East side that much, but on West seventh. Now they have, they'll have black people working there from time to time. When we used to go there, I'll be honest. I didn't never felt, I didn't feel like it was a hurry even buy some. Now, of course they got the brothers and that was smart. They got the brothers working there because when we walk in, you got to think when you're a black person and you see another black person, you feel a little more comfortable. Yeah, especially
1: if so you don't know,
0: especially if you don't know, especially if you, especially if you know that they ain't a coon, you know, you like, okay, brother, cause you know, they could pull you Hey, brother. You need, you need help with this or whatever. They, they're going to make you feel comfortable. So yeah, that's a strategic point. But at the same time, I said, well, I don't know what their business dealings is and it's not really none of my business as long as that brother's good but if you're hiring black people from the neighborhood then that shows what that tells me is is you maybe one of two things Either either you're comfortable being around us or you don't mind or you don't mind breaking some bread and I'm like, all right, cool. But when you start talking about this China Mac shit, talking about some duck sauce and some old, well, people don't want to pay for no hair lashes. Or this that or whatever. Or no eyelash or whatever the case may be. Well, now you ain't just saying a few isolated incidents. You're saying that your customer base is doing that. And if that's yes. true, and if that's true, If that's true, then I would beg to cite this very, this very statement. I would beg to, if if that's true, then I would, I would beg to cite this very statement because remember when the pandemic started and you had a lot of white supremacists that were running around talking about, well, the COVID comes from Asian people and this, that, and the third, remember they were saying that. Remember, they were saying that mm-hmm. and, and, and and Asians was talking about, oh, we getting our ass kicked and this, that and the third. They try to blame black people at first, but then you had a bunch of coon niggas running out, talking about, well, we need to keep on supporting their businesses. This that, and the third and black folks start pointing it out like, wait a minute, you got sisters that's coming up in there getting beat on. Ain't nobody saying nothing about that. You see what I'm saying? And. It was a lot of black people. It was black leaders, Al Sharpton. It was a gang of black folks that, you know, unbeknownst to us, we like, okay, whatever. These niggas going to do what they do. That was speaking out saying, well, no, uh, there was a lot of Asian businesses suffering and it was a lot of black folks putting the cape on for these niggas. They never did that with us. Even when, even when their businesses started kind of falling through the pandemic, you had black folks, even if they was coons, that was stepping up to the plate saying, hey, continue to keep breaking bread with them when they should have been pointing them to black folks. So, again, uh, if if China Max going to use that excuse, if he's going to turn around and say, well, niggas just want some duck sauce and niggas don't pay. No, we've been spending money with you motherfuckers and you don't deserve it. That's the bottom line. So th- th- right. that's that's just me just clearing, clearing the smoke on that. He can't use that excuse. So it wasn't just, well, I'm mad at Charleston White. Okay, you, you say fuck Charleston White if you got an issue. That wasn't what it was about. What it was about is Charleston baited him into his feelings about what he really felt about us. And so now what we right. have to say is, wait a minute, hey, AD. All you ex no jumper niggas, what's happening? You sitting with this nigga. It's the same thing with, like you mentioned about Adam 22, where you said that with the pedophile allegations, he had some race soldiers. He had one of the most arch nemesis race soldiers on his platform and he was agreeing with him.
1: Oh, he was?
0: Yeah. Let me, let me play like a lot of the stuff from the new black media that I'd be sending you. Let me play what he had to say. I just want you to hear this. I just want you to hear this, bro. If 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 Adam wanted me to come on his show, I don't think I would go. But if he wanted me to come on his show, I'd call him out on that. Hey man, you've been you've been hanging around And see, here's the thing. It's not even just Adam, bro. All them niggas that was on no jumper, y'all knew that nigga was like that. Ain't no way right, you
4: can't.
0: You you gotta let's let's keep it real, bro. All, all the all the white buddies you may have had or some of the white homies that you may have had or people like that, you, you've you heard them say something at some point where you were like, hey, okay, nigga, you, oh, yeah. you, you might be a race soldier. I'm going to get over. I'm going to fuck you over. Yeah, I'm going to get over on your ass. I mean, you told me the story. Like, yeah, nigga, I'm about to get over on your ass.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna get over on you because here we go. Hold on, let me see. Hold on. Now this is a channel you need to subscribe to. This this is uh Jason Black of the business. That's where like you know you heard a lot of these red flu. Have you ever heard of the Mictal people and the red pill, blue pill, all them the the black is fear and all them niggas.
1: What is it, a YouTube channel?
0: Like the YouTube channels, you know, the Kevin Samuels. They stole all their shit from this nigga. This is, this yeah, is the source.
1: And, what is it called? Black and Fit or something like that?
0: Fresh and Fit, them coon-ass niggas. Fresh and Fit, yeah. Fresh, yeah, fresh and Fit. They, them are some other some other coon-ass niggas. Them are Sambos. They, they caught one of them niggas in bed with a dude. They're the, they did the, legitimize. The, the, the jet- jet- they get buck and tough with the women on the show. And then when they get called yes. out, like this one Haitian brother called one of them niggas out. I guess he says something yeah. slick about his wife. Called the nigga out for a fade. Them niggas wouldn't take the fade. They start apologizing and doing that old we are the world bullshit. Them niggas lame as hell, fam. But listen to this. Very. Hella lame. Now, this I'm just going to play a little bit. YouTube, fair use, fair use, fair use. There was a, a group of sambos under YouTube that was following behind a lot of the white YouTubers for like dating relationships and stuff like this. And the brother, um, T, uh, Jason black called them niggas out. Like, look, y'all been following behind. It's, it's some little average looking white chick that got a lot of views now. And then they, and then they were talking about Adam 22 as well, where Adam was pretty much telling Richard Spencer, you know, Richard Spencer is, he was a Charlottesville dude. Yeah, remember Charlottesville. He was the one that kicked all that off. I remember. Yeah, yeah. He called up Tariq not one, not too, not not long ago, not long ago on one of the broadcasts and stuff like that. He he was a real. He's he's the he's the, he's the alt right king. Adam had him on his stage. Now, if you notice, now you have whoever you want. You interview whoever you want. I ain't got no issue with that. But he was agreeing with him, with his points, with his talking points. You see what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. That's... Listen to this. I want you to want to listen listen to this. What let's see here.
8: Here it goes. Or thing. I'm gonna play a, a cl- audio clip here from Adam himself, and something that Adam had to say. And for all of you Negro bootlicks who've been kissing his ass all these years, giving him a pass, ignoring what was so obviously blatantly a low-key suspected white supremacist in your midst the whole damn time, falling for the yo-yo-yo, for all of you who've been on this program, been avid listeners, retweeting, reposting why don't you go ahead and try to explain
7: away this blackness and shit and it starts to feel like really segregated and weird when i was reading through the
8: southern poverty law center thing about richard last night which i can kind of assume probably hasn't been updated since like approximately 2016 because they left out some newer stuff but i'm reading it and it's like almost every quote that i'm seeing from you talking about your white identity or whatever is something that sounds eerily familiar to something I've heard black people say mm-hmm. in relatively mainstream circles in the last couple of years. So right. I don't, did know. you hear that? Yeah. He
4: said, you,
8: he said, I'm comparing you.
0: I'm comparing black folks with race soldiers. All right. Listen, it
8: is. I don't know if maybe those statements seemed a little bit different in 2016, but viewed from today's light, it really, a, a large percentage of them didn't really seem all that shocking to me. Well, now, people, for those of you who are new here and you don't really know who Jason Black is, I'm a do- among other things, I'm a documentary filmmaker. And I spoke to Richard Spencer in 2016, a few months after the Charlottesville race riots. I interviewed him. It took a lot of doing, but I got a face-to-face one-on-one interview with him. Richard Spencer is not somebody I talk about. He's somebody I have talked to for an extensive period of time. So I have no reason to sit up here and mischaracterize what it is. He was as advertised. If anything, he was very eager to make it clear that he was not being taken out of context anywhere that you've heard him say something. So when Adam sits up here and tells you, well, I... was at the Southern Poverty Law Center website, and I saw what they were quoting about you, uh, and they must not have updated in a few years because it didn't seem to be that incendiary to me. Well, you know what? This is what you can find on the Southern Southern Poverty Law Center website. Now,
0: you need to, everybody here on this channel, y'all need to go get that gentrified and at 7 a.m., That 7 a.m. documentary kind of brought Dr. Claude Anderson back and I'm like, we're going to play some audio about him in a minute because we're going to get on this reparations thing. Many years ago, you remember we would be in class and I used to always or I'd be on the bus and I'd be making little jokes. I couldn't articulate it very well, but I'd say you remember what I used to always say. I want my 40 acres and a mule. And we kind of laugh about it a little bit, you know, and I was on the area on the bus and stuff. We kind of laugh and shit like, but I was for real about that shit, bro. I, I didn't understand it, but I wanted my fucking 40 acres, bro, because it was old to me. I knew that we were supposed to have God. it. I wanted it. I, I And I didn't know nothing about the 1866 Indian treaty laws. I didn't know anything about the Dawes Act. I didn't know anything about the Freedmen's Bank. I, I, I had no clue. But 40 acres was on my mind. 40 acres was on my damn mind. And remember...
1: As it should be.
0: I told you when I when I used to write that... Uh, when I wrote that report about reparations and the teacher failed me. He didn't even read it. He just... He flat out just told me like, nigga, I'm going to fail your ass. And I'm like...
1: Right. Hey, I'm just going <laughs> to fail you out for I don't like I don't like you even talking about that. He
0: told me... He told me flat out... I think, and I think, I I don't know. I kind of went over the top because I was too, I was overly passionate about it too, fam. Like I had something in the, okay. You know, at the very top of the notebook where it's maybe like about an inch where you have the red, you have the red line or was it the blue line? I think it was the red, the red line all the way across the paper. So it gives you enough room to like write your, your name and, and your student ID or your class and the date and all that kind of stuff. I put it in parentheses. I said this is the absolute truth, and I I was just kind of going overly, you know, say overly is overly overly is hell, it, bro. You know, mm-hmm. but I wrote a scathing ass two page report, fam, about reparations. And he said, "Oh, you 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 need, you need to take that off." He said, "You need to take need that off. Of that. You need to get rid of that." And I'm just like, "Whoa!" He didn't even read it, bro. He didn't even nah. read it. He did not disgusted even disgusted by oh, the he of was disg- it. He was disgusted. And it was this fat. Man, you probably knew who this chick was. I'm gonna go ahead and say, I don't remember her name, but she was kind of a little wide back, little, she was a $5 Indian. She looked like a white girl, but she wasn't. She was one of these little $5 Indians that thought she was white. Kind of. It was okay. The class was on the third floor. It was a small class, and it was a, it was, it was a little oval egghead white dude that had like a ponytail didn't really smile too much it was like a history class it was on the third floor it was a small class and it had windows because you remember third floor (laughs) you remember third floor had windows none of the south high didn't have no windows really all like that but the third floor had windows so this chick she had a little weasel she had like a weasel eyes little beady weasel eyes and she was she told me one time, she she read my reparations report. But she was looking at it. She was like, oh, you know, you're a, I don't know. She she had this little feminist. She was like a little liberal race soldier feminist vibe or something like that. And she was looking at the report, fam. She was like, oh, I'm Indian. You know, I didn't get no reparations or some shit. And I'm like, and I looked at her. I didn't tell her she was an Indian, but I'm, I was confused, bro. Because I didn't know what a $5 Indian was at that point. You know, I, I mean, she right. says she's Indian, and I'm like, nigga, you white. Like, you're not Indian. You ain't, you know, because
4: I'm used when, to, when,
0: when I hear Indian, I might think of, like, Buffalo or some shit. Or I think about the, I think about, uh, what, what's the Native Projects right over there? Well, white Earth or uh, Little Earth. Little Earth, right? I think about Little Earth. That, that's what I, when I think about a Native, bro, I think about Little Earth. I think about a motherfucker that came up on some government cheese that was out there selling weed and gang banging over on Cedar Avenue with some shit. I don't know what the hell you, you she looked like she ain't never been over to little earth. You know, I used to go over there when I was younger a little bit sometimes fam. Yeah. yeah
4: sometimes I used to go over there.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I used to go over there, bro. I think they
1: got nah, this. New... I usually leave it alone. Huh? I usually left it alone. I never went over there. Yeah, I went over there a couple times.
0: I was with there. Some some dude brought me over there. This brother brought me over there. I think he stayed over there a little bit. But I didn't know a lot of brothers that stayed over there. I don't know. Like, I kind of felt outnumbered when I went. You know, he wanted me to go over there and kick it with him. I went one time, and I was like... I think I went a couple times with him. And I was like, man, I don't know about this shit, bro. But, um she didn't seem so, so I, I, it was just hella confusing, bro. I was like, man, she just don't seem like she was over there like that. You know what I'm saying? Or right. she, she don't seem cultural. She, she don't yeah, seem exactly. like the type that would have been around somebody that was native. So she says, yeah, I'm native American. And I'm just like, what? So I said, man, What you think about this reparations paper? So she was kind of down with the teacher. See you, blacks don't need no damn money. You got welfare. I said, "What the fuck?"
1: <laughs>
0: damn. She said, "You niggas got." She pulled the Mitch McConnell like man. Ask Obama, because this was this was before we knew anything about politics. We didn't know shit about politics. You remember South High? We didn't know. We didn't even know what a Democrat or Republican was, bro. And we was in high school,
4: <laughs> right?
0: You ever noticed that? We never really talked about that. Like we didn't give a fuck. We, you know, we, we, you know, we operated off of, okay, are you my friend? Can I trust you? You want to smoke? You know, find a little thought, you know, you don't want to hit. Like things was basic. You know what I'm saying? Like we really didn't think about, you know, politics and shit like that. We think that shit was funny, you know, but I'm going to keep playing it. But this, I've seen this before. Um, Richard Spencer's on the ADL, they got, they named all the hate groups. They got Farrakhan on there. They got Riza Islam, black Israelites. They got, you know, it's interesting on how they got the black folks and, you know, they might've had a couple chosen black people that might've said something, uh, in which they call so-called derogatory towards Jewish folks. So they named them down there and they compare them to the white supremacists that have actually killed a bunch of motherfuckers. You see what I'm saying? So he goes on that website in regard to uh, talking about Mr. Spencer. And mind you, Adam done already said on the website, there's nothing wrong with it. So I'm going to let
8: you hear it for yourself and see what you think. When you go to Richard Bertrand, Spencer. Now, why don't we go over some of the, the go over the quotes that Adam read? Because remember he said, I read quotes on the Southern Poverty Law Center website. Why don't I show you all the quotes he's referring to? We're gonna read them one by one. In his own words, quote, we're going to be back here and we're going to humiliate all of these people who opposed us. We'll be back here a thousand times if necessary. I always win because I have the will to win. I keep going until I win. 2017, Unite the Right Rally in Charlottesville. Islam, at its full flourishing, isn't some peaceful denomination like Methodism or religion or Buddhism. Islam is a black flag. It is an expansive, domineering ideology and one that is directed against Europe. In this way, Islam give non-Europeans a fighting spirit and integrates them into something much greater than themselves. Please remember, in the world of white supremacy, Islam and Muslim are code words for black. Always you heard that right?
4: Right.
0: Same thing for woke. If you ever hear a white person, especially a liberal, right wing too, same bird. When they say woke, they mean nigga. Yeah. They, they mean nigga They don't mean When they say woke They mean black Oh yo that's woke And it's too woke And we need to stop The woke movement They mean nigga They're yeah. talking about you That's exactly what They're talking about I'll continue
8: To have been Next Speech at, at Texas A&M a race is genetically coherent a race is something you can study a race is about genes and DNA but it's not just about genes and DNA the most important thing about it is the people and the spirit that's what a race is about now you heard that right
4: yeah
0: now Adam 22 is co-signing that but there's something else I have to play and I like to play this every couple of months. Oh, no, we're going to get through it. We got some more topics to come. Oh, we got some more topics to come. Hold on.
9: Black, Dr. key talked about it was black. Who really think that or Asian yeah. or Native American. Right. How many white staff policy was in this White women had... Hiring white men. Really? All right, folks, back to like eighty, ninety, eight ten. I. We gotta make sure. Them. No, no. no, no. Family. but it's old. Okay. Most of that. If use world history, there were people who act of world history. Your Lord and Savior. I mean, look. I'm, yeah. What the hell is that? Oh, here we go. First all, identify as a man. Oh.
7: Uh, I don't use the term white nationalist. I use the I like the term all right first off, and I also like the term identitarian because it gets at what I am and what I believe. And what is that? Identity is at the heart of my ideology. So you you heard what he said? Yeah. Identity is at the heart of ideology. When you ask DP,
0: hey hey DP, are you are you a black man? My answer is going to be yes. The next thing I'm going to say is, okay, well, where are you from? I'm foundational. What does that mean? Oh, well, my great, 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 great grandmother built this shit for free and wasn't paid. Now give me my damn money. That's the first thing. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Genetically. Spiritually. That comes to my mind right away. You see what I'm saying? So he said let's go
8: back to what he said Europe in this way Islam give non-Europeans a fighting spirit and integrates them into something much greater than themselves please remember in the world of white supremacy Islam and Muslim are code words for black always have been next speech at Texas A&M a race is genetically coherent a race is something you can study a race is about genes and dna but it's not just about genes and dna the most important thing about it is the people and the spirit that's what a race is about he said that december 2016 now
0: he's
7: on rolling and what did he say mainstream not collect not connected to the political fray we now are people are paying attention to us people are looking at us and so I actually I actually s- say yes uh, we need to start uh, uh, maybe knock some of that stuff off we need we may- need to may- our, we need maybe? to think of our we need to think of ourselves as a mainstream movement that's going to reach people because we do have that power okay so here's the call are you white nationalists? Uh, I don't use the term white nationalist. I use the I like the term ALL RIGHT, FIRST OFF, and I also like the term identitarian because it gets at what I am and what I believe. And what is that? Identity is at the heart of my ideology. So what is that identity? Yeah, race is a foundation of that identity, undoubtedly. Now you, now,
9: you know, ra- I mean, race is simply a creation of mankind. That's a construct. It doesn't exist. I mean, my line, line is uh, no. I know who I am. First of all, I'm Roland Martin. I'm a man. Okay. I'm a man. Do you first. identify as a black man? Oh, first of all, identify as a man. I'm Roland Martin. You I'm heard a that? Man.
7: Okay. I'm a yeah. man. Do you first. identify
9: as a black man? Oh, first of all, identify as a man. He would not say that he's a black man. He would not say that, that he's a
0: black man. Let me play it again. He refused to say he was a black man. No, I know who I
9: am. First of
7: all, I'm Roland Martin. I'm a man. My ideology. So what's that identity? Add, yeah, I, race is a foundation of that identity, undoubtedly. Now,
9: you, now, you know, ra- I mean, race is simply a creation of mankind. That's a construct. It doesn't exist. I mean, my line you? is uh, no. I know who I am. First of all, I'm Roland Martin. I'm a man. Okay. I'm a man. Do you first. identify as
7: a black man? Oh,
9: first of all, identify as a man. Okay. Identifies as a man. I, I, I did, no, actually, it's not sexist because if a one person is a woman, identifies as a woman. Okay. So I'm a man. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Are you a
7: Christian? I'm a cultural Christian. Yeah. What the hell is that? Well, you know, I many of us struggle with faith, but uh, but no, I am no, 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 hard of it, a Christian. No, you can't world. call
9: yourself, on, you can't call yourself a cultural Christian and then say I struggle with faith. you have you professed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?
0: This nigga, let me tell you something, bro. This nigga is he would not say. He says a Christian, he's a ham sandwich, he's a barbecue beef brisket, but he wouldn't say he's a black man. I just want my listeners to, l- to listen. We probably heard it a thousand times. I brought this up for a reason. That's one of the things. And, and think about this. If, if, if a white supremacist asks you, hey, Solomon, are you a black man? What's going to be your first response? I'm and if he says, let's say he says, yeah. but are you black? Yeah. You're, you're not going to run away from it. You, you're not gonna say not. well no I'm, I'm not Eritrean I'm an Eritrean American you ain't gonna say no I'm an Eritrean American you're gonna say nigga, he might I'm have not.
1: been but he might have been a little I don't know rolling you know he gets a little excited
0: no 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 he no it wasn't about excitement because when he talks to black folks he turns up there's a reason why I played this now this is your immigrant Coon. This nigga has a Haitian background. So I guess there's a reason why I want to bring that up. He ain't got the foundational spirit. Now he's posing as a foundational. He's sitting up there telling black folks all to vote for Biden, vote for the vaccine. First of all, he was talking about niggas ain't going to get no reparations. Now he's, he's changing his tune. this ain't no young dude. This is an older guy. There's a reason why I bring this up, but this is, this is who Adams 22 had on. Now when Adam 22 had had on had him on he got to say what he really meant when roland went on on richard spencer he bowed down he didn't turn up when dr umar went on roland's channel he started turning up and getting puffing his chest out when the when the race soldier went home went on his um on his on his platform he started kowtowing oh i ain't black you know i'm a christian you know uh, i'm a man Why didn't you keep that same energy? Right. This man's telling you that race is a core of my, my ideology and my identity. I'm a white supremacist. I'm white and I'm proud as I should be. Are you proud to be a black man Roland? Well, you know, I'm a man and you know, I'm a Christian. No, that's not what I asked you, nigga. Are you a black man? You can't even see that you you sit a Negro in front of a white person and start asking them some questions and you, and, and, and you'll, you'll really start seeing where their blood matches. Sit that nigga in front of, you know how they do. You see it on the young thug case, sit them in front of the homicide detective and see what them niggas say, man. Listen, where's my lawyer? You from the streets. You supposed to know right off the jump. Ain't supposed to be no conversations, no statements. I want my lawyer.
1: Right, exactly. Take me to my cell.
0: Take me to my cell. That's why I told I told the sergeant down there on Lake Street, take me to my cell. Well, you know, DP, we could give you. No, no, no. I don't want to hear nothing. Take me to my cell, sir. And they're looking like, you know, okay. You give you a business card. I don't want your business card. I threw that shit back at him. Really? And the sergeant's sitting up there. I'll tell you a little story. Well, I don't really want to get into, but basically, he had a dream catcher, and I'm just looking at this shit like, okay, man, you a coon? You got a dream catcher? He wearing a little dream catcher and You ain't no real native nigga. You work for the police. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm. You know, I'm at a point right now where, like, okay, yeah, it'd be like. Well, you know, you know, you have a brother here and a brother there, man. Nine times out of ten, if that nigga stays on the force, he's a coon. If if he stays on the force and he's not a coon, he's gonna stay in the same position he's in. They like you. You taught me this. They are not going to elevate a nigga that ain't a coon. They're not gonna do it. You're gonna stay at your position, okay? Have this nigga at the parking lot, give this nigga writing tickets, but he ain't gonna be no. He ain't gonna be no sergeant. He ain't going to be no chief because you have to agree with hurting black people, hurting black people, you know, hurt some non-white people here and there. You know what I'm saying? You have to agree and be with the program like Muhammad Noor. Muhammad Noor was down. You had to run in with him yourself. Oh, yeah. They're very
1: down. He was he was, he was was a loyal race soldier.
0: Till so he
8: shot that white woman.
0: Let me
1: continue. Fucked up. That doesn't seem about. to be
8: very uh very controversial. I, Jason, what's the big problem here? Oh, I don't know. Martin quote Martin Luther King Jr., a fraud and degenerate in his life, has become the symbol <coughs> and sinister look, look it up, up of white dispossession and d- now think about it.
0: This dude, Adam 22, so-called ally of black folks. You got Richard on here. You're agreeing with everything that Richard says. And you disparaging Martin Luther King. Well, what exactly. part of the game is that? You told me Adam-22 was a race soldier a long time ago. Do you remember I can when tell. You, Look at him. You told me this six months ago. I didn't see it at the time. I mean, one thing I thought that was a little weird was the... I, I, I thought... When I see a white guy, and he don't look like he comes from the culture, I'm like, man, this dude look like he played in Megadeth or some shit like that. And he got all well, these niggas he, around. He got these gang-banging-ass niggas around. And I'm he's like, a porn
1: star. He's a porn star. Okay, well... Yeah, so he he, I think he just looked at it. He's a porn star. Then he looked at it like, I'm going to interview these rappers. I'm going to make money off this rap scene and L.A. gangster scene. But then he, I think... Once he brought that dude on, I think he was ready to pivot into something else. He did tell AD and them he he wants to do news now. Mm. Like he wants to do just strictly news. So, I mean, you know, shit. That's the same dude when AD was interviewing that guy, he told AD he was like there's no way they could have killed Ahmaud Aubrey while he was jogging. Black people don't jog. Who said that? Same guy. Richard, the Richard dude. Richard Spencer or Adam 22? No, Richard, not Adam 22.
0: So Richard Spencer had made that statement on the no-jumper Yeah, to Play
1: A.D. A.D.'s interviewing him.
0: A.D. interview yeah. Richard Spencer? Hold
1: on, hold on. Wait yeah. a minute.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't see that. Let me see. Yeah,
1: A.D. does a follow-up interview with him.
0: Okay, Destiny Richard Spencer debate race religion Andrew take Joe Biden.
8: I. What is this? Well, back to this Richard Spencer nigger. Okay. I want to I want to get the facts together because I got phone calls. People, a, a lot of people is upset about this shit, and I want to bring it down to everybody. So Whoa, Spencer, Virginia! Spencer, I read Charlotte, Virginia, right now. So let me let me read it. Oh, on. go ahead. Richard Bernard Spencer is an American neo-Nazi. Anti-Semitic. anti-Semitic conspiracy theorists and white supremacists. a former editor he so hold on
0: man wait a minute so I find it very damn hard to believe that AD didn't have no he didn't have no clue none
1: well maybe it's another race soldier maybe it ain't okay. Richard because uh, somebody sitting I'll, there and he told well, AD be... he said uh, black people don't jog
0: okay Well, I don't know, man. I mean, now there's this that other chick that the brother uh, Jason Black that was exposing the little dating coon network, the niggas that was riding behind this one chick. You probably didn't hear about the chick, but basically she's, she got a bunch of immigrant coons working with her. She got some Nigerians and she got a bunch of coons, a bunch of sambos working with her. And she, she went, she, now she took the video down. But she went and started talking about, oh, I want to get a bunch of immigrant blacks. In so many words, I know these niggas will just do what, I, what they're told. These niggas is coons. They do what I'm what I told. I don't want no foundationals. And she was talking to them like a fucking slave master. I mean, saying some slick shit. You Negroes are always late. You're never on time. I mean, she was going off. And these niggas was just accepting the shit. So, Jason Black called it out and said, hey, All you all you Negroes on these YouTube dating advice platforms was on her platform kissing her ass. So y'all got some explaining to do. Kind of like how we're kind of covering the tracks right now. Like, okay, what are y'all niggas on? They say y'all got some explaining to do. So. It kind of took the Internet by storm, like, wait a minute. This is, is this your man's. Y'all, right. y- 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 you gonna all you co-sign this bullshit? You gonna co-sign this coonery? Y'all still gonna go behind this? And now niggas is looking real funny style. It's, it's almost kind of like ha- hanging around Cloud. You can't hang around that nigga. Even when we were, look, all right. Even when we were in high school, you remember after that nigga got robbed, He didn't even want to show his face.
4: He
0: popped up up after a little while. You know what I'm saying? So all that tough talk and stuff like that. And I'm... Man... Because, okay, remember when he broke his leg? That was after he got robbed, right?
4: Yeah.
0: He was still talking slick. Cuffs was on the second floor. (laughs) Cuffs was on the second floor with me. Cuffs wasn't saying nothing. I think he may have hung... I think cloud might hang, hang with him for protection or some shit like that. But Cuff wasn't really saying nothing. He was on the second floor and shit. Right. And he had like a broke leg and he was talking shit. And you know what I told his ass on the second floor, bro? I was getting a little popular around that time. You notice that bro. I was getting a little Mm -hmm. fucking popular. And so he said, he said some shit like, uh, he was, he was, I don't know. He was talking shit. And I said, you know what? I said, a real, real calm. and Cuffs was standing right there. I think you was there too. I don't know oh, if you man. were there. I don't know if you were there, but Cuffs was sitting right there and the Cuffs was just kind of leaning over the, the banister. And I said, you know what, Cloud? You at a disadvantage. You got a broke leg. But when you heal up, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> I told him that. Bro. Oh, I, told, I told him. I said, when you heal up, he said, oh no, man, we cool. We just we just joking or whatever. I said, I said, bro, you know I don't like you. And he, you know, he he just wasn't used to it. He probably thought it was just gonna be some honky door. I said, nah. When I catch your ass, when you heal up, I'm gonna beat your ass. And Cuff was just sitting
4: there. <laughs> yeah, he probably fucked him up.
0: Cuff was just sitting there, just he just kind of looked over and look he looked back on the he just looked back at the lunch table. Because he was on the second floor, just kind of leaning over. He didn't say shit. All right. So, Cloud probably thought that Cuffs was going to kind of back him up. Because I remember, you remember when the first time I met Cuffs? The first time I met him, he walked up and said, what you got on my 40? I remember, I'll never forget that shit. This was like the first couple weeks that we, that we got into, it had to have been ninth grade team, but was it 10th grade? What grade was that when you introduced me to him? Do you remember?
1: What?
0: When 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 you introduced ninth me to grade? Cubs, it was not are you sure?
1: Yeah.
0: It it had to have been ninth grade. It had to have been late ninth grade or something. The end in the end of the year. I, I don't know when it was. But I don't know if you brought him over for a test or whatever, because you know how cuffs he used to bully Wiley and he used to bully all the mother niggas. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't bully me. You brought him to yeah. me and you were like oh this dp Custer Custer, was like well, you what you got on my 40 and i said nigga i ain't got shit on your 40 then he act like he was going to try to wrestle me or some shit i didn't even know the nigga and he was he was bigger than me and shit you know what i'm saying but like we we kind of kind of you know start wrestling and shit like that and then you know and i think i think you had told me you said the reason why the reason, why, the reason why Cuffs didn't mess with me is because he thought I was a GD.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, think you him, I think you told him some shit like that or whatever. Because I, I remember he used to really, like, I remember one time we were in a locker room one time, bro. And I think he was, remember when Wiley tried to get buckled him a little bit? And he choked Wiley up? You, I yeah, know you I remember, remember that. that. He choked the shit out of him and Wiley tried. It was hilarious. And I was telling Wiley one day, like, man, because, you know, Wiley wasn't little. He was kind of big.
4: Right. And I'm
0: like, man, Wiley, you need to be putting hands and feet on niggas. You're big as shit. You're like, you tall and you kind of bulky. Like, you let, you know what I'm saying? You should, man, I'd be putting, I said, if I, I told Wiley one day, I said, bro, if I had your size, I'd be putting hands and feet on niggas. You know, but yeah, when Cloud, when Cloud was doing all that talking, you know, because he had the He had the little, he had his crutches and stuff on, right? And Cuffs was sitting there. And, you know, I dislike Cloud so much. I I don't know if it was a disdain, but I I didn't, you know why I didn't like him? You know how I was, bro. If a nigga does something to me, I kind of hold that for a minute. Like, I don't forget that shit. If somebody does something to me that I ain't like and it was unwarranted, I just don't like you forever. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I I just don't care for you no more. I think something where... uh. I think, um, I think, I think Cloud might've took my hat, tried to take my hat at one of your parties or some shit like that. And we kind of got into it. I don't remember what it was, but the, I I just didn't care for him. I just didn't care for him. So like I was actually contemplating, bro, like when he had his crutches, I was going to throw his ass off that banister.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. You was gonna take it all the way there,
0: man. I was gonna throw his ass off that banister, bro. I don't know what would have happened at that. I probably would have went juvie after that shit or something. I was gonna get throw his ass over the banister, man. <laughs> I swear I would. I was, I was thinking about it. I was, you know,
1: you didn't catch a case.
0: Yeah, I just, I said, okay, Sidell's just gonna come and get me. Shit, I was gonna throw his ass off that damn banister.
1: Like a little, he's like a mad cloud, like a little Reese.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know. One of them types.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. This One of goofy goofies. Yeah, the shit, shit, shit was crazy. The shit was
4: crazy.
1: Yep. Well, DP, I'm going to have to call it a night. It's getting kind of late here. I got to lay down. But it's a pleasure being on with you guys.
0: We'll do it again, man.
1: You def- definitely will. We'll Good do it evening. again. Over and out, bro. Brother, peace. Peace.
0: This is the Bagland Podcast. You guys have not heard this in a while. We will be getting the cybersemble report soon here. Promise you.